baby! Welcome to 5150 of the Light the Sky podcast. We are in the new era. We are in Van Hagar. We have crossed the river, as John Anderson would put it. We are now in what might be considered some of the most debatable um, Van Halen albums. Super excited to get to this. This is a show where we take a a, a journey down uh, an artist's discography. We start from the top and we take it all the way throughout their history. Multiple decades of music. Um, you know, we're we're going to be covering some of the best artists, and we are we've reached the halfway point, I believe, with Van Halen. And super excited to get started with this episode. Um, you know, a lot of turning points happening here, a lot of uh, uh, things to talk about, a lot of great tracks. And uh, before I get into what I think about this album, because I'm the last one talking today about this album, Chris, give me your opening thoughts. What do you think? What's your uh, give me a an end with a uh, out of ten rating for this album? Where are you standing? Oh, okay uh because I, I know how much you love this album um yeah maybe what i'm gonna say is a little bit controversial but this is kind of as far as a top to bottom is more of a one of my least favorite though uh Ooh. uh I, I do love i mean dreams i mean that's one of my top five fan healing <laughs> songs so I'm gonna throw out that the background yeah so anyway but uh yeah this is really the moment where van halen went from being kind of a unique album oriented band where you could really kind of dissect all of the songs to uh, and i've used this term before a band of moments uh where you have a lot of great singles but then when you get into the deeper cuts the deeper cuts you can kind of tell are like kind of like a lot of typical pop bands where they just don't hit like those two or three songs um it's kind of like what happened to metallica later uh, starting with the black album we have a very strong, like three or four, maybe even five songs. But then all of a sudden you've got just kind of these other ones you don't really remember. And then it got even worse as they got on where you had just, again, you had one or two songs per album that really stood out. But the rest of them were just kind of forgettable. But uh, so are, are you this calling is, this a, 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 a an album of moments or are you would say that the songs are there, just the songs have moments? Uh, no, it's, 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 of individual, like two or three songs where I really focus in and then the rest of them, I just kind of, just kind of sift through it. I mean, the, I hate to admit it. There were moments on here where I really had to kind of, to push myself to, to, and again, this is my per, just my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't want to offend any Sammy fans out there. Cause I, I do love Sammy and this is coming from a pop guy too. I mean, I, I'm the guy who likes, uh, Phil Collins Genesis more than the old guard, which I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that will hate me for <laughs> saying <good>. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we'll get I, there. Yeah, I just felt, yeah, the, at least on this album, it was kind of like, like a like Billy Ocean, but with heavy guitar. Oh, Billy wow. Ocean. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know. I know that's hard to say. Uh, and again, I'll wait until we get into the dissecting and a little bit or flesh it. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I just felt that maybe compared to a lot of other more kind of there were there were other bands and artists of the area that had a better grasp of this type of approach i mean jumping into this kind of territory so give me um, out of 10 um i probably a six and a half out of 10 for me yeah that's a a, a tough start kevin <laughs> so i am i i wouldn't say i'm on the opposite spectrum because chris still rated it six and a half but for me this is one of those albums where everything comes together okay <laughs> this is this is the ultimate summer album for me and i you know so many memories of listening to this album um, the songs are so well constructed in my mind, 
and they're the thing that that comes together is that you have catchy and memorable vocal melodies right but they're backed by complex and interesting riffs so it's not like everything just got dumb dumbed down it's that you have these these super memorable vocals but yeah. when you listen to the guitar at the same time you're like oh man how is this happening and they're interspersing with each other they're going back and forth they're playing with each other yeah, the I solos i love the solos how they're both you know they're ones that will just there's some that shred and then there's some like the ending dream solo where it's just like pump your fist in the air heroic right, and i yeah. actually think that the the backing vocals on this album are some of the best that they've done I was yeah. very impressed when listening to these. Um, they switched producers. I, you had a lot more. They did, yeah. Know, so Ted Templeman is out here. Yeah, Ted Templeman is out here. And honestly, I I think it's a fallacy that they went soft with Sammy. And I know that they, you know, you can talk about the keyboards and some of the things like that, but you you have some burning tracks on this album, and, and you can point to some across the Sammy era. And so I don't think he just brought in that. I, you know, I would challenge anybody to to listen to Get Up and say that they went soft, you know, once Sammy came in. So I uh, rate it a 9.5 out of 10. Opening thoughts on 5150. Okay, well, this is a special record for me, primarily because, as I mentioned a lot in the first episode, which I'll reiterate just because it makes more sense to say now, this was sort of my introduction to the band. Uh, my earliest memory is riding in the back seat of the car. My dad had this record on uh, on CD, and I didn't really know what it was. I just kind of remember seeing the album cover, and then I forgot about it for years. And then, uh, like I mentioned again in the first episode, uh, I was driving to Boy Scouts with my friend Matt, uh, who Kevin knows he went to high school with us, uh, and then Dreams came on the radio. And I'm like, man, this sounds really good, Matt. What is this? And he goes, oh, this is Van Halen. And he knew who they were through his dad because his dad like got him in the band. And I mentioned about how, you know, the the chorus of the song was get higher and higher, straight up will climb. Like I couldn't figure out what the song was, so I thought the song was called Higher. And later on, I went back home and I was looking through my dad's CD collection to see if he had any Van Halen at all. And he, the only CD he had was this record. And on the back cover, uh, there was no song called Higher. So I'm like, well, I'm never going to find this song. So uh, I, I put the CD on anyway, and I wanted to listen to them anyway. And eventually I came across Dreams. And it was like, oh, that was that song we heard in the car. Awesome. And I just was hooked from this record. Uh, my dad had the Live Without a Net VHS. And I, you know, pretty much immediately after dinner, put that on and got a visual idea of what they look like and saw Eddie's tapping. And I'm like, wow, this is that weird noise that I heard him playing on guitar that didn't sound like guitar, but oh, he's, he is doing it. It's just he's doing it with his hands. And this might not be my uh, my favorite Van Halen or Van Hagar record, rather, but it's a special one because I just this is the one that really got me into the band. And I've memorized so many of these songs. You know, some of the deep cuts on this record are so good. Some of my favorite they've ever done. Uh, I think maybe the production, to be fair, on this record hinders it a little bit. Uh, I mean, 80s production was kind of famous for being a little thin. Um, it does help if you have this on vinyl. It sounds better. Same with OU812. Um, so, yeah, my rating, uh, just because it's not my favorite Van Hagar record, but it, it's definitely up there. It might be... 
it might be my second favorite to be honest so i think i'm going to give this a strong eight eight or eight or eight and a half i would say okay i can live with that and kevin uh what was your out of ten mine was nine and a half nine and a half all right and (laughs) yeah okay so we got 6.5 9.5 eight and uh coming to me Um, you know, I mentioned in the previous episode, 1984, that those were always my two favorite Van Halen records and that I always loved any artist, even outside of music that could really hit that blend of artistry, virtuosity and pop appeal. And, you know, they're doing that here. And, and, you know, as I, as I listened to this record a couple of times or album, I guess I don't have it on vinyl, um, that I could start to see the Dave heads point. You know, that that, um, you know, why they didn't like this album. And I still love it. You know, I still it, it, it appeals to me. I, I, I dig the, the the keyboards. You know, I'm, I'm totally down with the uh, the drum triggers and all that. Um, I you know, but I, I started to maybe see the point, especially after consuming six Van Halen uh, records with Dave and then going to Sammy might have felt a little different to me um, than it maybe had in the past is putting on this album. Um, I will say an interesting observation I had about this album was that I felt like it was the first Van Halen one that started to move away from the LP format um, that you maybe didn't really feel as much like it was a side one, side two type of record mm. uh, where it was much more of a CD uh, and the format was starting to cut tapes were uh, cassettes right. were starting to come out and those had two sides too. But it just had to, it's always felt more like a CD. Um, you know, I, I definitely am right there with Kevin at this being, you know, one of the best summer albums of all time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I feel like there maybe was one too many ballads, you know, yeah. or, or uh, you know, and, you know, if I gave Van Halen 1984 a 9.5, I think I'm going to start with a nine here. I'm still going to wow. go strong. I'm still going to give it all that it's due. I'm it, it's it's heading down a little bit, um, though, based on and we'll see where you guys take it yeah, from me. But, uh, and I and I, I just wanted to emphasize, I mean, <laughs> even with my criticism of the record, I mean, I have been humming the shit out of these a lot of these songs over the last couple of days. It's a very, in fact, I mean, the melodies, of course, I mean, they're catchy, they're a hook, very hook, but it's coming from that Sammy background, because a lot of these, I mean, you listen to Sam, like all the Sammy songs before he joined the band, and it's like, okay, I can see there's a lot, he's bringing a lot of that into this band. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now, what's, what's wrong with that? Though? No, that's, that, that's fine. It's just, it's a much different, much more, I guess, even maybe too slick for me. And again, yeah, this is just my personal opinion, just how it hits my neurons. Yeah, it's just, it, I, I. Uh, it's kind of like what what Bon Jovi did uh, when they really hit their commercial peak, where it was kind of I like to use the word cold and calculated. Um, not that this isn't a fun record, but it just it loses it, uh, they lose some of the Van Halen uniqueness that kind of made, kind of laid the made them who they yeah. were on the first. I mean, I, I will I will admit that records. parts feel stale. I mean, there's probably too many songs here that were just always, you know, Alex had stories growing up with this. I have stories growing up. One of these songs on the album is probably my favorite song. Like I listened to over and over and over, like maybe junior or high school or something. Like I had my old MP3 player and just put this thing on repeat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, yeah, I mean, I, I almost feel like I'm drifting more towards Chris. Um, you know, we'll yeah. see how it, how it goes here. I feel but, that. Yeah. And again, the saving grace of this record for me, I mean, is, is Sammy's vocals. I mean, even on the lesser songs, I mean, when he starts hitting those, it's like, yeah, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, it, 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 yeah, keeps, and, it, it keeps me locked in. But if it was, if they had anybody else, I mean, if it was any other singer of that era that they were, uh, you can pick anybody you want. I mean, I don't think it would have, would have worked as well if it, was, it didn't have Sammy's really 
muscular vocal style. Sure. And, and yeah. I think that between the, 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 the album as an individual performer level, um, you know, Mike's kind of forgotten at this point, sadly. I mean, there's some good backup vocal moments here, but as far as bass goes, I mean, it's just kind of lost in this album. Yeah. Alex is still there. Er, Eddie's still there. And Sammy brings his own flavor. I still feel it's pretty balanced between the three of them, what they did with Dave, uh, you know, it still kind of has that dynamic and they kept that going. So, right. uh, yeah, let's get started. Van Halen Mach two. Hello, baby. That is a great, uh, that's, again, probably one of the few songs on here that really, well, besides Dreams, that it has that classic Van Halen riff. I mean, it does in the beginning, even with all the effects on it. Um, It just kind of really drives. It kind of gets you right in the gut. Uh, And again, Sammy, I mean, the intro is, again, that's Sammy bringing in the Sammy era. Yeah, just that, hello, baby. Yeah, that's like, okay, again, Dave has his thing and Sammy has his thing, and neither of them can do what the other does. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, this is just a very, yeah, again, one of the, uh, one of the meteor songs on the record, um, again, great solos, um, and funny, funny enough, yeah, it, it does yeah, kind of remind me lyrically of some of the older songs, uh, as far, uh, as far as, yeah, just that kind of overt sexual innu- innuendo, yeah, whether it's, yeah, yeah, kind of making that connection with, like, going to a, going and getting some good food and seeing some hot girls or a hot waitress or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first time I, I listened to the song, um, you know, at least through this, this, uh, this listening back, um, I, I was blown away by how low that was. And I was kind of trying to piece that. Cause that, is that like C it's drop a, yeah, with the bass string. Wow. Can you believe okay. that? Like for nineteen eighty-six, right? drop A. I mean, we are twenty years before any kind of, you know, like like seven string, you know, bands, you know, dropping the seven string to A and and you know, doing their uh you know, I don't know, like their uh not opath, but you know, kind of like that uh um that era of metal. Like we are so far you know about behind that i mean it's just fascinating to hear that kind of uh sound and in an era where you really didn't need to be low to be heavy i mean mm-hmm. and justice for all was the same year and, and you know metallica's all in standard tuning for the most part at least they were at this time um right. so you know it's really interesting to hear that that like why did he want this to be so heavy as an opener and and so lower and like i don't know if it sounds heavy but um like as, as a song but the guitar part is just mean mm-hmm 
it is. Yeah. yeah, I think that, and I think that helps elevate it a little bit. Like it kind of gets a little bit of weight to it. Um, there you are. Um, so yeah, it's one of those. Again, I think the riff really kind of helps elevate the song above just a normal kind of standard eighties rocker. Yeah. Uh, I think the the crazy thing to me too is that the the riff is an A. And you know, I think he used that that bass string on his guitar for this and fifty one fifty, the title track. Yeah. But it it's so clean. It's it so is, cleanly yeah. done. It's not like you when you'd hear something in that tuning now, it would be, you know, just super yeah. saturated. But no, right. it's just c- completely on point throughout the yeah, whole right. song. Fifty one fifty is uh, C sharp. Oh, is okay. it? Okay. It's I knew it was lower. Then, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the one thing about this record too. Yeah, the the guitar sound is very yeah, even maybe a little bit too produced but yeah it's a very clean kind of uh kind of uh biting not necessarily muscular but uh uh but i guess an interesting approach i guess it kind of fits where they were going with the uh with the sammy era but um i do prefer a little bit more of kind of the more classic tonality but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's, fu- it's funny how it was mentioned how i felt like the uh 80s sort of thinner production sort of mm-hmm. hindered this record if i mean yeah i agree that guitar riff is pretty monstrous i mean it's like, yeah it just yeah, are, gets yeah, like, pumped up and hyped right, yeah, up it sounds like, like, great. Yeah, yeah there are moments on here where eddie kind of goes back to his what 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 made him the kind of the great that he was yeah where he did, pulls from that reservoir of kind of muscular uh so, uh, but yeah, but for, yeah, for the most part though, I think that you probably could have pulled back on some of the production and the chorus that yeah, this is the first time I really noticed on a record. Yeah. Just hit Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> but when the chorus is just a little too much. Um, uh, but yeah, Mark, yeah, the solo on here, I, yeah, I wanted to point out at 211 is actually, yeah. Underneath the riff is really kind of, yeah. Sure. Got another little great moment. I mean, some people yeah. hate triggers, but I, I like. I mean, it's one of those things I'll accept right. on this album. Right. Yeah, if it fits the song, song, why not? Yeah. I think it's so interesting too. Um, we'll we'll get to the song a little bit later in the record. Actually, I believe it's going to be the next track. But thinking back, like 1986, the first introduction of the band, like "Why Can't This Be Love," was the first single of the record. So maybe people heard that first, and then kind of thought, "Oh no." what what's going on here why is this band like writing this love ballad with all these synths and stuff like that like are they are they are they pushing this jump and i'll wait direction even further like i don't know if i like this but then you put on this and then it just opens with that intro and it just lets people know like sammy's here it's like oh okay no they're they're (laughs) still doing it and i think it's fantastic like so many of the little fills and stuff that eddie does in the dive bombs are like pretty incredible on this song and I always yeah. love that little like broken down the rack of what off some of that a little bit is always really, really cool. But yeah, Sammy's voice is just so incredible on this. And I don't know if you guys ever had a chance to go listen to, you know, his stuff before this or even his previous band Montrose. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a huge, huge Montrose fan. My dad kind of brought me up on that band. And it's interesting to, to think we were talking about this pre-show, but there's been stories that Sammy might have been considered 
the original singer of the band. Like when Dave was in it, there's rumors that Ted Templeman was like, well, I kind of think like Dave vocally couldn't hack it. Right. Yeah, he was. You guys should look at this guy named Sammy Hagar. And it's just interesting to think like what Van Halen, all the whole Dave era with the different kind of songwriting, a little maybe closer to Montrose, because I know Eddie was a big Ronnie Montrose fan, Mm -hmm. the guitar player of that band. So it's just really interesting to think about how Sammy would have been on those older tunes. And then once you get right into the 80s, he kind of slots in pretty well here, I think. Here's a thought I have. Um, We've talked previously in the Dave era about which songs feel more like Sammy songs or the future Mm -hmm. of Van Halen. And now we're going to start looking back the other way and saying which songs kind of feel like the past of Van Halen. And, you know, I know they wrote a lot of this material with Dave and or like kind of just like hoping Dave or, you know, like thinking that Dave would be a part of it. And then the breakup Mm -hmm. happened. And I feel like this song probably out of all of them feels like the most Dave song. And Alex, you know, your point to point uh, of Sammy's vocals there, I wanted to throw out a quick poll on Sammy's clowning in the middle of the track. Yeah. yeah. Do you take it or do you leave it? Because it's very Dave. To be honest, I think the Sammy bits are a little cringier than uh, <laughs> than Dave doing it. Yeah. But you leave you it? Just, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You could just tell, like, they're having so much fun. It's like, it's a new band. I think they're all excited. They're like, oh, this is fresh, new blood into the band. Right. We're, we're writing these awesome songs. Sammy's coming in, and he's throwing his bits, and he's slotting in really cool. So I think about it in that term, and I can forgive it a little bit. But, like, listening back now, it's like, you know, some of these lines are a little rough. Especially yeah. when he, when we get into the last song, like, Inside, where there's a lot more of that going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like, it's like... Dave did it better, but yeah, I, well, yeah, it's charming. Right, right. Yeah, Chris, Dave, you I mean, take it or leave it. Um, I, I think I, I don't know. I guess I'll take. It. I mean, it, it is, it is a fun kind of, yeah, uh, little thing. I don't think you can totally ignore it, but I'll, I guess I'll, I'll keep it there. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. Um, I kind of in the same boat as Chris and Alex. Uh, I'll keep it there, but. Yeah, there are some parts where eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I mean, I mean, Dave, Dave was a goof. Everybody know, and he kind of made that his own. I mean, Sammy is a much more right. kind of respectable. Yeah. Guy that's why I leave it. Like, personally, yeah. I leave it because I just feel like they it doesn't add anything to try to emulate Dave. They should have just said, well, you know, I'm I'm the singer now, and we don't need to do a Dave song, or you know, just because Dave clowned around and in, in the breakdowns after the solos, that means that that I've got to do it too. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's one of those things that when you listen to it, like Alex said a couple times, it just started you kind of start to cringe a little bit more. And right. um, you know, I will say that the opener of this, just that U.S. Prime Grade that's A, sick. like that's so killer. Like it. Really <laughs> yeah. Just as an opener, just like as an intro to Sammy, it works. I love that. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right, well, let's go to the second song here. Uh, and as Alex mentioned, the first single off the album, that would be Why Can't This Be Love?
My first thought is it's a bit early for love, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, track two here. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I mean, I, I know uh, I was slapped with a bunch of dead silence last week when it comes to uh, Top Jimmy being a ballad. Um, but, but like, this is definitely a ballad, and this is definitely the first yeah. ballad I think uh, like that you could say that this is a ballad. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. It's kind of yeah. the, what's the word that I've been using? Ballady. I mean, it's got the it, it punches a little bit harder. I mean, there's definitely right. it's not it's not the ultimate ballad on this record. I mean, which we'll get to later, but. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, uh, yeah, funny enough, this is, uh, again, a cold and calculated move for getting, for hitting, uh, getting a song on the radio. I mean, again, uh, like I've said before, yeah, this is a song that really is served by Sammy's vocals, like a lot of these songs are. I mean, again, when you read the lyrics, okay, it's just a mo- another more generic song about love and yeah, 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 yeah uh, heartbreak and whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh again but it's like a lot of great uh, kind of top 10 hits of the era yeah it's got yeah the voice it's got the the hooks and uh and that's what i think kind of pulls it up above maybe a little bit more generic uh or more generic songs of the era um but again yeah there are certain elements that i think only they could only they i think if any other band would have tried doing it i don't think it would have worked uh as well without having a really strong vocal presence because again this is another moment of somebody taking very kind of run of the mill, like, uh, yeah, studio written lyrics and just, uh, yeah, inter- interjecting it with his, yeah, yeah, with his skill. And then here you go. Yeah, you get a, uh, you get a very monstrous kind of ballad song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting about this song is one, I think the part that I played in the clip there. I can only hear Van Halen doing that kind of bit. So like the rest, you can kind of, I, I get Chris's point for sure. That kind of semi-generic, but then, then you hit that part and you're like, did it, did it. And then the whole guitar work there. I, I absolutely love that part oh. of the song. But the, the interesting thing to that occurred to me is that the, that the other song that popped into my head was dancing in the street with the guitar synth combo and yeah. i don't know if that's a good comparison or not no, but no. it just kind of reminded synth in the left guitar in the right yeah going I, don't know. On I, I, I liked it more i liked it more in the and uh in the other one uh well here's what yeah. i mean I, one thing i really appreciate on this song is scammy uh, sammy scatty <laughs> scammy. Which, yeah, yeah which, <laughs> which which i don't think dave could pull off at all could you imagine dave trying to nail that with the i mean I, you know i don't want to sound like i'm putting dave down here but I mean, like Sammy's just another world of. Well, yeah, that's talent. that's 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 the thing. Yeah. And this is yeah, like yeah, like with a lot of the Sammy era song, era songs. I mean, yeah, his vocal. I mean, it pretty much it's like the it's yeah, it's like the rocket underneath the uh, yeah the uh, or the boosters the underneath module, the show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> under yeah, you've got the band is the lunar module, and you got Sammy's the rocket. And yeah, regardless of how well the lunar module is put together, I mean, Sammy really takes it a lot farther than. It probably would, should. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, thing, that's just my, my opinion, but yeah. Yeah, I, I have to throw this out there as we're kind of going to dig into the album, though. They had a huge hit with Jump, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Did, did that one go number one? I don't know if that was a number one single or not. But it's it it Hot 100 uh, number one, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. It's, which yeah, which it's, Hot 100, you know, number one is a huge deal. Yeah. But, um, okay, so, you know, you write a song like that. Going into album, the next album, 
you're going to be pressured to follow that up. Oh yeah, I, of course. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I get you know, that, I can't yeah. really blame them for you yeah, know they're, they're not going to go. Halen. They can do what they want at this point, right? Uh, yeah, really? I, I mean, I I don't know. It, yeah, but you, you have a taste of of all that money and fame from well, I know that, that yeah. song, and you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Yeah. I, I'm gonna do fair warning part two. Right. I don't no, think I, that's I, gonna I, happen. I, get that. I mean, with a lot, like again with a lot of other bands, I think sometimes some of these bands. I mean, Foreigner did it, uh, Styx did it reluctantly, but uh, where they kind of shift too far uh, over to the to the edge of. I've got a better one for you there, Chicago. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. mean, I like that the stuff David, too, but the the eighties yeah. David Foster years of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Where they, where I, they, where they so you talk about too early for love. <laughs> like, honestly, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Does say, it work though? We're all listening to it. It now. works. It works. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I, I mean, love. again, again, I'm just going. I mean, because with the four of us, I mean, I think we kind of look at music a little bit deeper than some other people do. So we kind of look at it from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, why can't this be love is a great, like I said, I was singing it in the shower last night. I mean, as much as I'm criticizing it now, <laughs> it's got that yeah, guy, it's goddamn, like it's yeah, that melodic hooky, which is, which is what they wanted. I mean, and that was, that was probably intended. Yeah. Sure. Your guy, uh, yeah, and it's, on this? it's got enough yeah. guitar on it too. Okay. You gotta keep it. I would hey, say go ahead. Yeah, this is a yeah, this is absolutely a super strong song, and I remember liking this one a lot when I was when I was younger. And it's cool to see that you know when they played this back on that fifty one fifty tour, Eddie would hop on keys and Sammy would play the guitar solo, and that would just well, show so many people that you know mm-hmm. not only is arguably, I mean, I don't know if it's arguably, I think I would agree that Sammy's a much better singer than Dave was. If you're talking about that's an actual, yeah. actual, like, I think anybody would agree, like, you know, personality and charisma aside, like, he's in another world vocally, and he's just, there's so much class, and I think he's outstanding on this right. song, and yeah, and, and the guy can shred, too, so it's really cool to, right. and maybe to be able to see maybe, him do that. Yeah, maybe that works for this particular set of songs, I mean, only, yeah, these, these suit Sammy better right um, yeah and i know we're, yeah. we're coming up on uh the end of this uh track here discussion wise but i mean it brings up an interesting point to what the van halen brothers and and michael i guess whatever part he was of the decision making process um that you know what did they want after dave they wanted somebody who was super professional who could come in and nail some tracks you know probably could bring in some fans of his own but you know i don't know how that much matter but i mean you just think about the way bands search for replacements that they tend to go in the opposite direction of what they i mean think about like vinnie vincent replacing ace freely like like they couldn't be any different uh, guitarist wise or right. you know just i mean um i, I know they're probably more i mean maybe acdc they were kind of similar um but like, I just think for a, in a lot of ways that it's just like we just want somebody who's going to come in, nail the tracks and like, you know, two songs right off the bat. He does nothing right. but that. All right. Let's uh, move on to track three. And I believe this is the first song on this album where Eddie's using the Steinberger. And that would be Get Up.
man, the way that that section just explodes into the solo section. Right. Sammy oh. scream. Yeah, oh. and the, the scream, the tapping. It's you just like, yeah. Oh, the ro- the drumming too, just the machine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it, the energy, the energy is insane on throughout this whole song. It's just mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just right. like your heart just starts going, man. Just good beaten with this song it's crazy yeah this uh yeah this song is all about it i mean in my opinion alex's drumming just is it's got that hot for teacher just kind of and it doesn't it never really lets up but it's funny enough i mean a little bit even more muscular i mean for an album i complain uh with this one with being kind of thin in a lot of places this is not that is not a thin drum sound at all right (laughs) yeah but i was glad that they at least again with a song that's again more kind of more of the if you want to call one of the deeper cuts on this record that yeah, that drum sound really carries the song and uh yeah you kind of reconvinced me on the sammy scream because yeah the yeah that part around where the chorus is i i was never really like the make it work part i thought it never really sat well with me uh but you kind of maybe pushed me pulled me a little bit back into the fold his as far as supporting it um but uh but yeah even that kind of that uh, t- uh what was it towards 258 i think i don't i think uh, you guys played it where that very classical sounding tapping section is very interesting. So again, yeah. that's uh, again, a little, a lot of those classic Van Halen mo- moments I look for uh, in the later eras. And yeah, you kind of see that a little bit here. Um, yeah, as far as uh, kind of the lyrical thing, I know it just, it didn't, that's probably my least favorite part of it, but, uh, uh, and oh, I do, it's too good for me to, to even, is pay it, attention to oh, yeah, no, I know I do. And I, I want to throw this out there too. I wish they would have fattened up the guitar sound a little bit more and kind of mm-hmm. laid off on the production a little bit. I think that would have helped push the song a little bit more for me. Cause again, it's got that too kind of, yeah, it's, it's yeah. What's what tuning is that? What tuning is that? Uh, the song, I you know, Mark, what I thought this one was standard, but is I think it? it's standard okay. Steinberger. Yeah. Is yeah. It? Okay. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I wish they would have pulled back on the effects and again, and just, just pushed the riff out there with that classic brown sound. I think that would have helped a lot, but um, but still, again, you got Sammy screaming and you got Alex's drumming, which really yeah drive it. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like this is definitely more of a live song. Yeah, like, like seeing this one live back in the day probably would have been wild. Like right. yeah, yeah, it's cool on the record, but I mean they're just you know pushing down the the gas pedal on this one. And this one it's cool too where uh from the live without a net show it's really cool like eddie and and alex are playing off of each other at the beginning and they start it and one thing i i think i I remembered i'd have to go back and confirm this but i'm like pretty sure it's true that um i think kind of like on a lot of these songs like eddie would play totally different solos live than or what uh, on the studio version like i know specifically on 5150 um, he's doing something different, and I'm pretty sure on Get Up too, he's doing something different. But mm. yeah, this is a wild song. Um, okay. This is another one where, when I was younger, I, I mentioned this on the last episode when I was talking about Hot for Teacher. Where when I was younger, I, I don't think I really comprehended what double bass drumming was. It just sounded like a bunch of drums going on. I thought maybe it was like extra toms or something like that. And I think you know, within I don't know last. 10 15 years or something like I, I realized like oh he's pretty much doing double bass through like this whole entire yeah. song <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's doing a bunch of like great tom fills and yeah alex definitely steals the show on this one i, I think it's it's cool i mean i'm not the biggest fan i think of the vocals it kind of yeah. seems like a lot of this stuff was like thrown together it's like mm-hmm. they were just trying to find some kind of words or melody that would 
go along with how fast yeah, the song is. It's like it's like music was first on this, and in lyrics and, and vocals were second. Kind of yeah. like a lot, kind of like a loss of control. And, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but I think you kind of said loss of control was like the was the get up of that record. Yeah, I did. I was getting yeah. back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that like make it work uh, vocal section. Just I don't for whatever reason it just doesn't hit the air like uh, like right. I wanted to. And I yeah, uh, I, I've grown to uh, ignore it. Um, you know, sure. just just I, I, like, I if the music is incredible, I tend to ignore lyrics i only pay attention to lyrics when i'm listening to something just over and over and over and right maybe it was something i i feel like just and we'll get into this with sammy but i yeah. um you know like i would start to listen more and more to the dave era lyrics and right. you know, we'll see how it goes because you know the Dave. i mean it's going to be totally different flavors right. i suppose of this but you know when you're talking about the sammy vocals i mean like you know if he doesn't have to clown when he can just do this I mean, I don't know how much of that is studio trickery and how much of that is, right. is Michael, yeah. too. But I mean, it, well, that is that is just, you know, a perfect way to end that maybe, song. I'm maybe, so glad you played that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're uh, I, can't remember, I don't know if it was Alex that said that as far as uh, or maybe Mark with the uh, is not paying attention to the lyrics. I mean, the, the instruments on here are very loud, so maybe you don't really need to focus on. That. I mean, this is uh, like it is like a live instrumental kind of just rager. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Where you're well, not I mean, really I, I, you're just bobbing your head yeah the whole time you're not really paying attention to anything else i wrote yeah. three words down in my notes for the song kicks massive butt but okay. <laughs> that, that's yeah, i mean what else can you the, say uh, highlighted yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the sonic assault it just it's you know how else can you describe it i mean for anyone that as kevin said in the intro thinks that um van hagar was wuss rock you know that no. it wasn't all was rock like there's there's you know th- i think this outdoes oh, lost I mean, control it outdoes um uh i'm the one it, it really just uh right. it's just too musically on point to mm-hmm. to be denied yeah, yeah no, I, I agree for sure all right let's move on to something great dreams <laughs> which we already know are uh has has some fans out there yeah <laughs> gonna say this mark <laughs> before you go i'm reminding uh, of a story you told me we had a discussion about this song where we would just imagine being in the studio for this and and, and looking around and seeing people say guys this is yeah. working <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know what to call this like it's just magic like it if is, there's yeah. something i could this... say music is magic this and i don't I just want to gush over this song but oh, i mean I it just yeah. it just hits on on Every you know, and it's so cool the way they 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 balance the you know it, it's just a pop 
track made for radio, mm-hmm. but, but, but it wor- Eddie it works, still has, yeah, yeah, I mean, he ha- he still has a, a, a very lyrical solo, and then he just right. rips into that tapping, which, like, really isn't that hard to play, but if you heard this on the radio, it'd be like, yeah, like, they, they got a, they got a guitarist, like, you know, like, like, who is, like, I'm talking about people who don't even know about Van Halen right. in 1980, well, like, it's, it's, you know, there's, you know, for as popular as they were, I'm sure there were plenty of people that were just getting into the band, um, you know, I don't know if you you would call them like like today they're soccer moms, but like back then, like I don't know what you would you would say. Just like like pop guys and and you know like this this you know girls at the shows that wouldn't really you know you know see a band that was all about um, you know musicianship or just just partying yeah. as much as they would. Just like right. you know, hear a song that you could sing along yeah. to. And you know, right. I, I just that like to me that just kind of confirms. You know, I, I saw the um, uh, 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 the circle. And um, which is Sammy and and Mike and and two other guys and they played this song as an encore and they did it um, unplugged and which is a, a very weird interpretation. I remember telling Chris, I remember telling you this, and you're like, yeah. I, I don't know if I could, like, I just want that full bore, right. full, you know, yeah. like really up type music. But I mean, it was incredible to hear an entire group of people who had grown up with this song i haven't but they did yeah. and just to hear everyone just be singing along with singing sammy along with it, yeah and like and yeah. He's, he just turned 70 at the time it almost felt like to me like a like a eulogy to, to nostalgia <laughs> like like it was just right. good, it was good night everyone like the 80s are over right. but we loved them and that wasn't wasn't that such a good time like there's oh this this song is magic right, the yeah. word i wrote down was heroic yeah it, yeah, it is. I mean, this is the moment I mean, where people talk about it. I mean, where people argue for, well, it's too much of this, too much keyboard or too much. Color. I mean, this is the per- this is one of those few, uh, few moments where it's a perfect melding of yeah, of the keyboard and pop side of the 80s and the rock side. It's just got the energy. I mean, Sammy's vocals. I mean, I, I, I was reading something somewhere where uh, the, the, he, I guess, almost hyperventilated just singing these vocals. Yeah. The people who remember watching him recording the song yeah, where he was just putting everything yeah, I guess it was one of the more difficult songs for him to sing too, just because I mean you listen to it. I mean it's always in the upper register. Yeah, I think it was his favorite. Part. It was either yeah. his favorite or second favorite with right now. No, okay, no, and I, I believe I mean because it is. It's it's got great emotion too. I mean yeah, just the and this is again this is Van Halen. Yeah, kind of bringing all the musical elements together to yeah to produce a perfect kind of melding of influences. You can see it. It it, it perfectly suits Eddie's keyboard. Uh, uh, sensibilities and it's and again it's right it, it's filling it's uh, i guess you could use alex's warm blanket like the whole song <laughs> it's yeah. just one yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's not yeah. not not just one not just one moment it's just you just wrap yourself and you're just kind of going yeah uh, alex so, do yeah. you agree yeah, yeah no absolutely i mean this yeah like like i said in my opening statement like this kind of was the song that got me hooked on this band was hearing this and that that chorus was so huge and i'm like i need to find out who right. this band is yeah, and I, I was just hooked on it. And it's funny, I've my my parents are actually more Van Hagar fans than they are uh, oh, Dave Roth, yeah. Yeah, Dave Era. And it's funny, you know, I my dad came with me to the 0708, some of those shows, and I think then he started to appreciate Dave a little bit more. But we're we're more of a or at least he it's it's more of a Van Hagar household back. <laughs> Back did, over did you, by me. Yeah, did you see us uh, uh, them with Sammy uh, back in like oh four? No, or, or were you too young? Yeah. No, yeah, I would yeah. have been too young. But it's funny, my uh, Matt, the guy who I told you about, the guy that I was driving in the car with when we listened to Dreams, his dad went and he said it was atrocious. Yeah, I and, heard that was the bad. He said he was just totally, yeah, yeah just totally yeah. bombed out of his. But, yeah. 
but still like i've seen video like video footages and some nights are better than others but i mean i would love for a hagar reunion so much and especially just to hear this one yeah, live it is, like it is they, sad. They, yeah me too yeah they, they, they would have to tune it way down these days but uh Anyway, so I was getting back to my, my parents' love for this for this band. Uh, my parents got married in '86, which is when this record came out. Oh, nice. And whenever whenever I play this song, my mom like this is my mom's favorite Van Halen song, and I don't think she's a huge fan, but this she's is, got spe- uh... she's got special memories with this because she told me like their honeymoon was in Hawaii, and she's told me stories of her like sitting on the beach with a Walkman listening to this song, and I, oh. and, I and, and I and I can't not think of that when I hear this song because it's great. like later, honey, no, no, I gotta listen to yeah, leave me alone. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, mentioned Kev like how summery this record is, and I, yeah. and outside of Summer Nights, which you know for obvious reasons, this is very. Yeah. summary like magical movie music almost yeah, Alan, and, yeah. and i'm so gl- i'm so glad i'm so glad that you played that clip to to intro it because that that ending tapping run and i know mark i mean you can maybe chime in this but i know you can play that and that's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite pieces of guitar work it, and it's almost kind of similar how how i was talking about it in jump in the last episode where they take such a huge anthemic pop song something that you know might have introduced a lot of new fans to the band but eddie's still like throwing in this really catchy cool yeah that's tapping technique solo right. and it's it's still showing people like you know we're not just a pop band like yeah i could still right. tread and and there's a there's a good guitar player in this band if you haven't heard right. of us before yeah i mean there, there's if you look at uh or if you listen to that same part and you listen to it with an ear towards alex his drum fills are just, mm-hmm. uh, just it's like a band leader. You know, we mentioned the Buddy Rich comparisons before, but uh, there's there's a there's a YouTube video, and and if you love Van Halen, and I hope you do, like seven episodes into this, <laughs> if you don't, like, <laughs> why, why are you listening? Well, you're hanging in there with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like like go on YouTube, and they did two songs in the studio. I don't know what the other one is. I don't care because they did Dreams in the studio, like '93, and it's just them performing live i don't know if it's in 5150 or, or wherever it is but mm-hmm. it's like to be a fly on the wall listening to this band in their prime just playing this strong straight through in a studio environment like i don't think like there's anything comparable that i can think of you know like maybe like like john coltrane and miles davis like in the right. uh you know the the, the kind of blue era or something yeah. like you know some of the jazz guys like just like just hearing magic being made on tape I, like I don't know where else you, you you would get that as much as you get it here. It's just uh, yeah, you know and incredible. And it's and it's one of, again one of the few times where the production is perfect for this. Even the overproduct because it's a it's a very again everything is just out front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see they just boosted every and it's yeah it's like uh, again I mean you're just sitting there and yeah it's like being inside this you just want to be inside the speaker. Yeah. Is, yeah. is is there anything yeah. that yeah like that's what yeah. I put my face in the speaker pizza when you're hungry just oh <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. face in the speaker yeah. i think we got one there but, uh, um i just want to become the speaker like be right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i want to vibrate yeah. this song i want to just but um yeah let's close side a out with summer nights
it's funny. I love how, Kev, you started out with that one little weird solo part uh, at the beginning of your clip. It was kind of weird for a song that's very... Uh, uh, a very light, kind of touching, very fun, kind of summery song. It was kind of a weird, dark, almost very metal solo, which kind of threw me off a little bit. Listening to this very kind of upbeat, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, very upbeat, uh, yeah, yeah. What can you say? Yeah, it's it's yeah. probably the definitive. <laughs> it's it's the definitive fun song on this record. Um, right. And it kind of reminds me. It's it, it's almost the perfect like when you're doing an advertisement for. Like going to like again like like yeah I guess you could because Sammy loves Cabo I mean going to Mexico or some really some great summer beach place you could just hear them using that song in the commercial to promote yeah the the destination mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe that's a perfect calculated move maybe where you can use that as a as a marketing piece um, uh, but yeah it's just yeah again just a very fun yeah it just puts a big smile on your face yeah when you hear that opener yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I mean, this has got to be, I mean, we'll, we'll save it for the love it or flush it, but this is definitely one of my favorite, I, I would call it a deep cut. I mean, compared to like the big hits on the record, this is definitely up there. This is another Steinberger song. Mm-hmm. And I love that opening tone. Like after he gets past the the finger picking and he's just kind of hitting those huge chords, I just love that tone. It's got this slight chorusy effect to it, I think. It just sounds huge and yeah, this is such a, I mean, summer nights, yeah, this is such a summer, like, driving in your car. Right, it, yeah. It's, it's funny, Kev, I think you might mention, might remember this, but, for again, for us Chicago, Chicago guys, there's a, uh, there's a, fam- <laughs> there's a famous hot dog stand, you know, because Chicago's so yeah. known for their, their hot dogs. There's a famous hot dog stand out in River Grove called Gene and Jude's, and it's really cool because my, my early memories of going there during high school were, you go there, like, on a Friday or Saturday night at, like, you, you go there late, like the it sounds wild, but the optimal time to go there is like at 11 o'clock, maybe even midnight. And you go there and the parking lot is packed and people are like, they go inside, they get their double dogs and their soda and they come back out and they sit on their cars. And yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like a scene out of like Greece or Happy Days oh, or right. American, yeah. American, American Graffiti yeah. or something like American this. And, and, and whenever I, whenever I think of this song, I just, I kind of think of that. Like sitting on your car, like in a big like group of people, and just you know having it. Not that you should be you know drinking, but you know you know what I mean. Just <laughs> like right. Sit, 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 sit in the parking lot of like Gene and Juice, like on your on your convertible and yeah. just soaking it in. It's just such a it good is. good song. And if you get a chance, you know, listen to the live. I always go to the live stuff. Here's me again, go with my live stuff. But the live without a net version is great because they do sort of an extended outro. And it, it's just, it's super good. I love the song. Doesn't and, that bring and a that, smile to your face, though? I oh, mean, absolutely. Everything about they, that story, the visuals there. Yeah, I mean, it's it just is, so, yeah. I could see a movie about that parking lot and this song. Like, just, right. and it's just about that. I don't know. It just, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. No, the, the, the biggest disappointment to me in this song is the fact that I can't play the riff because I need the guitar. Yeah, exactly. Another one of those. Or, or, or I guess you don't because I remember when we were standing around with Pete Evick of the Brett Michaels band oh, and him, yeah. him telling us how he played it for Sammy when he learned it on standard yeah. tuning. He should give me a lesson because I've always wanted to play it's this song. Yeah, yeah he it's it. The, you just want to play that riff it's just you just can't help but to grin ear to ear with this song 
yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of beautiful girls kind of picture. Again, I use the word picturesque yeah. thing where you yeah. close your eyes and you can just picture being wherever Sammy is singing about. Yeah, and just yeah. I, I was thinking, uh, feel your love tonight, and maybe that's just the uh, the yeah, background okay. vocals. Sure. I mean, right. because there's there's uh, this is one of the times in the album I think that Michael and his background uh, vocals shine, um, which uh, you know kind of oh, brings yeah. me back to a little bit more of a Dave feeling with this type of song because I, oh, I mean, like it, it just it's just like a, a dream that'll never ever happen. But you know, if if the band got back together and did one final round with Sammy and Dave, I think that this would be one of the songs I'd love to see them both sing. I agree. And, and I'll, I'll chime in real quick, but just honestly, one of my favorite parts of the song are the background vocals. Like when they go summer nights, like that, yeah. that final part mm-hmm. where they don't do it like in the first chorus or first verse or wherever it comes in, but they do it in the second one. It just, it sounds so perfect. And oh. it's a bummer that they never really did it that well live. <laughs> but it, like, honestly, the studio background vocals are better than the live right. ones. But man, yeah. like that part is so good. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Open up the second side to this album, though. Mark, you know, made the point about it being less of an LP type format. But uh, let's open up with Best of Both Worlds. So for me, when I was younger, this is not a song that I really went to. But um, later on, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest live concert guy. That would definitely be Alex in this group. But the live without a net version of this Mm -hmm. just made this song. If you haven't seen it, you just have to see it. The band is having a blast. I can't think of this song without thinking of them doing that dance across the stage together. (laughs) Ever ever since I saw it, that's it. That's you you almost want to move. (laughs) It's it's goofy, but that's all I think about now. It's just and it's such a fun riff to play on guitar. It's so easy. You know, those some of those parts, but you know, there it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree that I mean, this was always a huge favorite of mine. I have vivid memories of listening to this one, you know, riding in the back seat of mom's car because I was too young to ride in the front seat and just listening to this one in the back with the headphones and especially when it got to that very final chorus. And I don't know what it is, but they somehow beefed it up. I don't know if Eddie kind of buried like a You'd have to pull it up to kind of get what I'm talking about, but it's like the very final chorus. It, it sort of beefs up, and he sings sings it a little bit different, and it's a little catchier, and that's where my warm blanket came in. 
What was <laughs> that? Was that final chorus? Oh. Do I you just, have two warm blankets on this album? Is this I got. I got this whole band. This whole band. This whole band was a warm blanket. Band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I yeah. I, did, I, I did have a warm blanket uh, note on this song. Yeah, pretty much the uh, just the verses, just the, when Sammy kind of slows it down a little bit and just starts. We're just, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's so I had that, yeah. too, because you like, did. OK, verses, yeah. Yeah. I said warmth. Um, the second verse in particular, there's this really subtle warm keyboard that's going on in the right yeah. channel. It just adds this warm blanket to the song. <laughs> you know, when I hear a little bit of this song, I hear a bit of little, little guitars. Uh, the, 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 the verse of little guitars okay let me pull it up yeah here. i mean it's kind of that finger picking you know right. just cruising through it's grooving yeah. Um, yeah. Like it definitely goes in territories that Diver Down never ever went, and you know lyrically this song, um, you know when when I thought um, I always thought this was kind of the title track of Best of Both Worlds, um, without kind of putting it together that this was an Alchi off fifty one fifty because I know there right. were a couple of there were a couple of originals for Best of Both Worlds and for some reason I always thought that this was one of them that they did mm-hmm. <laughs> for Best of Both Worlds Volume One. Um, but I mean, it, it is kind of a, um, an interesting topic, I suppose, because it is, you know, a way of, of a Van Halen way of exploring the topic of, yes, it's the eighties and you can have it all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they kind of did have it all. I mean, they could, they could do whatever they want. They could change singers at the, at their peak and, and keep the momentum going, or you could enjoy both of them. And I mean, this guy, I think that, that it really is fitting because it represents, this is this album to me, at least I think is one of the best of both worlds of what you're getting with, with Van Halen at this point in their career. Right. Yeah. It's perfect point. It is. Um, yeah. I, completely well stated there with that. I mean, especially the song, even if you look at it, you have the huge fist pumping parts. And like mm-hmm. Chris said, it dials back a little bit in the verses and not in a, you know, mellow ballad way, but just enough that get that right. simmer. So it, Again, it's, it's, it brings a great dynamic. Right. Yeah, it's that craft of songwriting where everything, the context is kind of all, all here. Everything fits, everything flows into each other. And again, it is probably the simplest song on the record. I mean, the riff pretty much just kind of carries the lyrics and the story along. But again, it's one of those simple Kind of like smoke on the water type riffs where it's not that hard, but it just gets right yeah. into your brain and you can, you can just, dig yeah. into it. It's a riff you can dig into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And even it, and even the cleaner uh, tone, it actually works here. I don't think it could have worked. Uh, I don't think fattening up the sound would have would have done service to the song. So yeah, I think everything. Every, yeah. Everything works here. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's move on to what I think is the undisputed ballad of the yeah. uh, album. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Love Walks In.
This is a song like I this is the song that I was talking about earlier. This is this song was the you know, whether it was my, my sophomore or junior year of high school, I listened to this song over and over and over. I don't know what drew me so much to it. I mean, it is totally wuss rock. It is totally yeah. take it back to to, you know, I don't know if you call this a foreigner style. Um, you know, it's definitely more Chicago, I would say, although much darker than a Chicago love ballad. Um, but I mean, just, just the, there's, and I hadn't listened to it really that much since then. And when I was reviewing this album, um, I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe a little soft for my tastes now. And then I listened to it again. It's like, yeah, I forgot how catchy that one part yeah. was. And I listened to it again. I was like, oh yeah, those background vocals are just yeah. really sweet yeah. and just, just sugary, just to the right amount. And it's like, that solo is so lyrical. And some of Alex's yeah. drum fills out of the solo, just those, those, again, those almost dream dreams type fills and you know i and this is a couple of times they did this this album this might be a sammy staple i suppose that after the solo they go back to a verse um and they've done this they did this in dreams uh they did this in get up it's kind of an interesting um structure that uh i guess that's that's when you're when you're just basically producing gold out of your 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 counsel like <laughs> like you could do that you could be like that verse was so good we're gonna go back to it and we're gonna make yeah. this song five and a half minutes because it's good like it's not it's, we're not talking about there's yeah. no fools here like this is like love Watson. like we are here like bail it or not here we come and it's good like you can't deny that and you know like i'll, I'll still stick with this song I'll still stand by this song. Um, call me a wuss, whatever. No, <laughs> like, I, I no, love this song. No, you're right. I mean, it does have that. And again, I this is the word that you're going to hear me using a lot throughout this discussion is cold and calculated, where it's perfect. It's it's designed to pretty much enter into your sub into your brain and to just infect every aspect of it. I mean, it. Uh, but yeah, again, it's just it's it, it was funny the first thing that i thought about when i heard kind of dug back into this song is that i mean it's pretty much the perfect like ending song for you, know, you pick you pick an 80s kind of john hughes movie where the guy gets the girl in the end you can just picture yeah. like uh and i think yeah but that's not in a good way though it's just yeah, again it just almost has too much of the sappiness is i think pushes a little too hard here um okay. again, a little too saccharine for you exactly again this might have maybe worked better maybe if they would have i don't know not that they would have given it to winger but uh later <laughs> on, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know that I, that helps <laughs> like, yeah i i because i again you i mean I, I think miles away i think is a better i mean i, I like that a little bit better than this but uh, uh but that's kind of what it reminded me of and that was however many what, what four years later or even like a maybe with a with a, like a richard marks too just that very kind of that's super, a better comparison. Yeah, yeah. pretty oh, super. Again, this is just my opinion. I'm, I look at it from all perspectives. But um, yeah, we're yeah somebody who was more in that vein of super poppy, balladeery rock. Uh, but yeah, for Van Halen, I think this, again, I think they're kind of overstepping their bounds a little bit here. Is this uh, like an AOR track at this point? Yeah, I mean, and they, again, this could have been a song. And I, I know other bands did it during the era as far as writing it for somebody else. Like, I know, like, Mark Knopfler wrote uh, Private Dancer for... Uh, initially, he was trying to figure out how to incorporate it into Dire Straits. But ultimately, because it's like, no, this is too much from, like, a woman's perspective. I'm going to give it to Tina Turner. And she made it a huge hit. 
so maybe if somebody else, maybe if somebody who was more in that vein, maybe uh, again, like a Richard Marx or the like, maybe I would have could have appreciated it a little bit more. And I'm not denying that it's not catchy. I'm not denying that it doesn't like when you're sitting there again, this is a, again, uh, yeah, like, uh, why can't this be love? I mean, it's got that thing where you just, even if you're not even noticing you're humming it, I mean, you kind of, you can't help, but kind of allow it to get into your brain and to kind of move around up there. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, first, Kevin, Kevin, before you get to back me up, let me tell you something, Chris, <laughs> you know, I was, I was playing this song. And so, you know, uh, my two year old son is in the backseat and, yeah. and we're, we're both listening to this song. And, and I, I like, I'm air synthing this song. Like, right. why uh, on the wheel? I'm, not, I'm yeah. air synthing. And, 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 and James, like, behind me, he starts air synthing, too. I was like, all right, all right. He's That's good. I'm going, yeah, like, good. It's, it's You're bringing them up well. Yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm, I'm just looking at it objectively from just, yeah, from just understanding the, this band in general. I just thought it was a, we, a little too... Yeah, out I'm of like, place. I'm yeah. about and again, song. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating yeah. this song. It's not like I just, hate, I just hate it. And well, well, I guess I'll, I shouldn't say that much. But yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. compared to everything else in their, even across their discography. Yeah, this is the most like, okay, yeah, maybe they should have handed this off. Maybe they should have given this to somebody else and just collect the royalties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not, see, not, yeah. See, I can't see the lyrics being sung by anybody but Sammy. Okay. And maybe and even, may, maybe the chorus is a bit generic, right. but I actually yeah. love the lyrics in this song. Not right. not to be you know make and a I, pun there or something, yeah, but right. I think it's one of his best lyrical contributions on this album. Yeah. And maybe it could have worked as a solo, maybe on a, one of his solo albums. Maybe yeah, it would have. That wasn't his style worked, though. Yeah, it would have worked so better. Right. But yeah, just here with this band, I think they took yeah, the yeah, the synthy ballady too far within the context of that band. Not necessarily. Yeah, that it wouldn't have worked with either yeah, just Sammy by himself or whatever. I just think I just here I thought it was weird. Yeah, just uh, for my yeah. taste personally. Yeah, again, <laughs> I, again, I, I again I want to emphasize. I mean, I this was probably one of the few songs that I've been humming probably the most over the week, the last week of just kind of getting into this record. Yeah, because it is. I mean, how you can't deny that it's not. And this is again, I listen to all kinds of music. I mean, I listen like I I think I've stated it more than a few times. I mean, I love. Phil Collins, even a lot of the ballady stuff. I mean, I love it. But again, that's what he did, though. Yeah, I mean, he so he could get away with it. Uh, here, yeah. though, I, I have to, I have to, I have to be a little bit critical. Yeah. Fair. That's Alex, fair. where are you on this? Yeah, yeah I, I, I love this track. I mean, right. this is, this is a, <laughs> this is a favorite in, in my household. Whenever I put this one on, my dad will turn the, turn the stereo up very loud on this track he, he he my dad is a sucker for the sammy hagar ballads he gets all te- he gets all teary-eyed during this song he loves this song and for, and for good reason i mean it, i think it's a it's a fantastic track i think sammy not only lyrically but just vocally really shines and i know i mentioned in the last episode when we were talking about uh the i'll i'll wait like this is the i'll wait i think of this record like i feel like they were starting to kind of incorporate i don't know that. about that but <laughs> well i think so i mean especially like structure wise like maybe it's i don't know it's got that, mean, a bit a bit darker moodier sort of ballad and then they they, they did it with with this song and i think on the next record they do it with when it's love and then like a right now it's like this was kind of the first taste of sammy trying that and i think he does it better than dave i mean this is like in his wheelhouse well yeah i, yeah, I this, think this it's is fantastic not, yeah, yeah dave could not have done a ballad of this uh yeah because you gotta have yeah the 
Well, maybe but, that's but the, the bombast thing. of yeah, the bombast of Sammy's vocal style. I don't. Maybe I think that's that, yeah. the thing is that they weren't gonna write a song like this with Dave yeah. because he could have never done it. And so now you have that singer. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we can do these kinds of songs now. Okay, so maybe that's not um, you know, this song it didn't come out completely in the song and maybe more across this whole album. But I I opened up the discussion on 1984, um, talking about the song 1984 being almost an fu to Dave. That this is my band, my keyboards. I'm gonna do this the way I want. I mean, is this song an FU to Dave to say, hey, big hit, lots of money. What are you going to do about uh, it? I don't know. I think this was just let's make a lot of money. I don't think it was necessarily. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's something I, that like it, it is opposite as possible from what Dave. Right. I mean, if I was going to if I was going to shove a song in in, uh, in Dave's face, I'd shove dreams. I mean, because that just has. Yeah. 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 The, the, it's just as powerful as anything that. Yeah. Uh, that they did in the Dave era, hit you, yeah, and, and where the keyboards work though. Yeah, okay, so it, I'm not, I'm not a huge buff on uh, the David Lee Roth solo discography. How, <laughs> how ballady does he get? You know, I've never really, outside of the hits, I've never really dug too deep. Know. Actually, you know what? Because I've listened to the first three, so that would be um, Eat 'Em and Smile, Skyscraper, and um, a little in enough. enough, and I can't say that there's there's nothing like this no. on the albums. Well, yeah, he does, there's he does nothing this. Like, I mean, you have just like Paradise, but even I was that's, say, more, that's I was a say lot that. more upbeat. You know, it's you know that's yeah yeah. So uh, it's it's nothing quite like this. No, yeah, this is again, this is another yeah built around Sammy's vocal style. I mean, you can. Yeah, if you want to get into the, if you want to embrace the sappiness, you can kind of hear it in his voice. It almost like you kind of believe it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this I know is one this, of those moments yeah. where I can talk about <laughs> Dave guys seeing the point, but I mean, just those guitar lines are too lyrical. Alex's drum fills are too good. It's it's too right. much of a sing along song. It, it's too. I mean, we talked about Van Halen all the time about being a cinematic band. Like this is just a different type. This is John Hughes, and not right. um, you know, uh, like like American uh, graffiti or something. You know, right. like, it's just different. It's a different era. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. again, it makes it. E- I mean, easier for I mean, because we all have eclectic tastes, so we can appreciate this more than a normal Van Halen fan who would probably yeah, just oh, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I have to say, too, this yeah. is another song where the live without a net, I really loved it because Sammy plays guitar on this song. Oh, yeah. Throws in some extra solos around here. So, yeah, let, let's yeah, some this, good some good debate on Love Walks In. When he, when he introduces this song is about aliens. Song's called Love Comes Walking In. It's, fucking, it's perfect. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on to a little uh, 5150.
thought the enthusiasm just went through the roof. Yeah, you know it's good yeah, when Mark picks up uh, yeah the uh, soloist there. Yeah. Well, I mean this, this song to me like this is this is my Panama for me. Okay. Like, you talked about Panama being that first song that you just dug into on guitar. Like this was my first Van Halen song that I learned top to bottom, mm-hmm. solo rhythm, everything. Like I bought a guitar for this song mm-hmm. just because <laughs> I wanted like I wanted a detuna. I don't know. Like I just I just I just you know the tuning is is interesting on it mm-hmm. and um like it's 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 almost makes me sad to hear it because you know i feel like it's it's our high water mark with van halen in terms of yeah. his guitar work and and yeah. him just yeah. saying like here's my showcase man i spent two three four however many and like you could tell he spent years working this song out right, yeah. and and like it's all downhill from here I don't know, yeah. but like, it definitely feels like a high watermark, and and uh, you know at least in terms of guitar and innovation, and and me wanting to just pick up the uh, the guitar and learn from him. Right. Sure, yeah, I would, now, I would, I would probably have to agree with that too. I mean, this may be a hot take, but I think this might be my favorite Eddie Van Halen riff ever. Yeah. Like if you call that intro a riff, it's just the the slightly palm muted. It's just so pleasing on the ears and infectious. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it's incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the live version is fantastic. Yeah, is it the does. live version when they're on cocaine and doing it like five times? Faster? Probably, <laughs> probably. I, I know the live without a net version, they, they do it and it's fantastic. And he does like sort of a, an extended solo where they really break it down and he does something totally different. It's really cool. But yeah, man, this song, like, Again, sitting in the back seat, you know, headphone headphones and Walkman, right. and just listening to that, just old like replaying that intro riff. It's just like once I eventually learned how to play it too, it's just like oh, I like this even more yeah. now. Like not only does it sound amazing, but it's fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like this song yeah. is perfect. This is yeah. like one of the be- maybe the best Van Hagar deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah, it's definitely it, it kind of reminded me, I mean, as far as songs that I love from past records um, were kind of like Girls Gone Bad or Dirty Movies, where it's like a musical like journey. I mean, there's not a lot of different parts to it. Uh, the riffs are very unique. Uh, the solos are very melodic. Um, and even some of the unique, even going more to the vocals, too, with uh, some of the uh, harmony sections. Uh, yeah, Kevin, if you could. Uh, uh queue up at 127 i just love that where that rise that kind of rising part where you yeah where you've got them like like kind of humming underneath it sammy's like brief little lyrical bouts And it's funny, that part <laughs> i would have let you keep going then all of a sudden it goes into a very weird thrashy kind of uh, kind of minor riff. Can you play? Can you oh, play that? Music? Yeah, yeah, just play yeah. that. It's- yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that. It almost has kind of like a weird little mega death kind of. I don't like. I said, there's just so many weird little parts in here that all really fit, even though they're all very different. Alex, uh, you know that song "Above the Line," the Toxin riff. That you play oh, all the time? is is That's that where this came from? Yeah, a yeah. Little bit of this. A little bit of no, no wonder <laughs> I like that riff so much. That makes sense. Um, Very and even cool. and even the solo. Uh, I think it's the main solo at three twenty eight. Yeah, with that with the riff underneath. Uh, if you could go to that too. There's just so much. I mean, we could spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean with that riff. Yeah, yeah it's just, again, this is... Yeah, this is the unique musical journey song on the record. Yeah, where there's yeah just so much going on. You're kind of you start at one point and then you end at a very different point at the end. Yeah. This is yeah. one of the, this is one of those songs where uh, I was talking earlier on that live without a net DVD, and I I only talk about it so much because honestly that concert and this album pretty much went hand in hand in my youth because I kind of found them both in my dad's mm-hmm. you know cabinet. And I listen to them both, but this is one of those ones where he does a different guitar solo live. But honestly, I I, kind of almost heard that version first, or at least I I memorized it more. And then whenever I go back and listen to the studio version, I kind of don't like the solo section as much on the studio version. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he, did, did he improvise live or were he, they like he improvised? He, he did. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. just did a whole bunch of improvising on that live one. And there's right. a part, like I said, where they kind of slow it down and extend it. And like the way the lights come in, it just it just really builds that section up. And, and this is another one of those songs where I'd have to go back and kind of like, you know, investigate some set lists and stuff. But I almost kind of feel like after OU812, that tour, they kind of didn't play this one in the live set as much I, I might be totally wrong on that but i'm surprised yeah because it's a great kind of i mean is this one yeah. i don't i don't remember if this one is on live right here right now i'll check to see if i can back that up but i, I mean it's like... definitely a guitar nerd song mm-hmm. yeah but it's yeah this is the, yeah this is the classic kind of eddie being eddie van halen song on here a song that's very song driven yeah, this is kind of the yeah, it's the showing off here. guitar song yeah well okay. this is my oh I get to go talk ahead. about the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, please, 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 please go ahead. No, this this is my stock is rising song. I just had to throw that in there. And it's funny that Mark mentioned Panama because I wrote that down about this song too. That it, it the riff almost reminded me of a Panama, especially the way it changed for the verses. And you can't help but to love the backing vocals in the song. Chris, you, you mentioned that part, that, that rising backing vocals that I, I didn't even that, notice yeah. before. Yeah. But the, yeah. the huge I'll meet you halfway at the end. You, you just, you just, I, I was singing that arms wide open here when we were playing the clip. It's just so great. It's, just, right. it, it's like not only do the are the guitars hitting, but vocal, somehow you can sing along to the song too. Right, this yeah, it's kind of geeky it, guitar song too. Right, it, yeah, it kind of has that vocal impact, like in Dreams, where it just, yeah, you just kind of when Sammy's singing and you're just, yeah, just he, every he cuts, word hits you. He, yeah, he just yeah. cuts right through the chorus there, and yeah. and Kevin right during that part there, I, 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 I don't know if I love it, but it totally fits where the band was going at this time. Alex's fills. Um, I mean, some of them are insane. Some of them are a little start stop for me, um, almost as if they're programmed, which is, 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 you know, but you consider what they were doing at the time and, and, you know, blending that drum machine sound with the feel of a great live drummer. Um, you know, it's definitely interesting to listen to. I'm not sure if I love it, but like, you can definitely just listen to this for Alex as well as Eddie and, and, uh, get some, uh, really interesting musical, um, just, just, uh, uh, I guess, um, I won't call it innovation, but it's hard to tell at the time, like, because that was just, this was, this was when the triggers were, you know, brand new and then they were, uh, you know, being integrated in places and some people weren't too happy about it. It's kind of the keyboards of the, of the drummer of the backstage. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, people thinking about, Oh, now all drums are drum machines and things like that. But, you know, some people were happy when he threw them out. I don't mind them so much, but 
you know, they kind of fit where what was going on on this album, so I can't hate them here. Uh, let's move on and close this song out. And I got an interesting story about this uh, after we we play this. Mark, I'm just going to tell this story real quick. Right, go, but go ahead. <laughs> for a long time, when I listened to this record, I never knew that this song existed because you hated it so much you deleted it from our copy <laughs> of yeah. MP3s. Uh, yeah. So I thought that 5150 always ended with 5150, and it wasn't much later till I heard this song, and now it almost feels like the Japanese bonus track of 5150 to me. My brother's censoring bad I gotta to agree with, uh, I don't know if that was Sammy who said that, yeah, what kind of crap is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, this is just, a, it's got too much of a novelty feel to it, where they were just kind of goofing off in the studio, because there's a lot of noise, too. There's a lot of talking, there's a lot of background noise, um i'm trying to let's see uh and then the uh even like the harmonies almost sound like kind of like a happy trails kind of uh but without the uh but without kind of the fun part that that had uh, and i just i don't know like again i don't know this is again van halen ending a record on a sour note <laughs> you probably you gonna know, end it you probably gonna uh, yeah yeah you probably could have just ended with 5150 not to give yeah, my it, it seems my, to be a theme here and I wanted to play something that I found, and Alex made a point a couple oh, of records ago. Oh boy, are you about? Are, to are you going here? You're about to steal what I'm saying. I'm literally typing into YouTube as we speak. <laughs> let's just, let's just play it together then. This okay. is what they did not. Yeah, yeah, I know. Put on the record. Oh my <laughs> god. What? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. holy, yep. Take How, it out. You take yeah, it. Yeah, let me let me just take it away. But I, I, I'm I'm putting the words in your mouth here. But yeah, one of those things where I talked about a lot in previous episodes. What else was there? You mean to tell me that you you left off? I want some action, and you put inside on there instead. Like, is that a joke? Like, I'm sorry, but I want some action. Arguably, is better than some of the deep cuts on that record. Like, yeah. that song is amazing. Did they get and a cease and desist from Poison? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what was the reason that Maybe that killer riff, that those drums, oh. That song is so good. And I remember listening to it, like, years ago. And I'm like, 
why why was this not on the album like this song is insane i mean when we get into inside it's tough i mean when i i agree with you guys like when i was younger i listened to this i'm like what is this joke track at the very end of the record but i mean in in famous van halen fashion they're kind of noted for doing that sort of a thing but it's like i don't know i I can appreciate it they were having some fun and they threw that on there and and maybe they were trying to keep up with the history of you know doing like a one songs at the end a a, a one foot out the door (laughs) or something like that a happy trails but but when but but when you think about what else was in the tank with i want some action and you put inside on it like that's blasphemy i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah somebody needs to go to not jail but like producer, <laughs> right. producer jail over that right. <laughs> need to terminate them now yeah <laughs> but yeah i i don't get it um because again i mean you're kind of on this high with 5150 and then all of a sudden like with some of the other records all of a sudden it's like uh I don't even know if I could say get your experiments off my vinyl because like I can't even blame Eddie for that. Really, like this feels like a Sammy experiment. Like, well, I think I want to rethink your welcome in this band. If like this is what you're getting. yeah, where it's yeah, where it's almost like it's, 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 yeah, it's almost like the tape is still rolling and they're just kind of just doing whatever. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, whose good idea was that to put that on my vinyl? Let's just roll the tape. Whatever comes out, we'll just <laughs> just something like Metallica would do in like Saint Anger or something. I know. You know what I'm. I'm gonna Mark's do. I, I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm about to rip. I, and, and here's for the YouTube police. I'm gonna. I'm about to rip. <laughs> I want some action from YouTube and swap it out for inside on my track listing. And that's how it's gonna be from here on out. <laughs> I I actually might put 5150 last and put I want some I, action after Love Walks In. I would yeah. agree. I think that's that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. But oh, well, that's our album. Okay. <laughs> So ends part one of uh, Van Hagar, Van Halen Mach Two, whatever. So yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's let's fire up. Seven for the buy. Who's getting right. the extra buyer terminate this time? Is everybody ready? Has everybody uh, kind of uh, gotten up on their Van Hagar uh, history? Well, hopefully not, because we want this to be interesting. <laughs> I don't know, but I got my finger on the button. <laughs> right oh, answer boy. or not? Fingers, your, your fingers got to slip. Okay. All right, so <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, I'm assuming this one should hopefully somebody should be able to get this pretty quick. Okay. Who did the band ultimately choose to produce 5150? Uh, was it A? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Andy Johns. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. I know. Oh, I know no, he's a fuck record, but okay. Let me let me go through all the choices. I'll let you. I'll let that one slide this time. Or oh be... come on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. Do you want to do? Do you want to take a shot? Do you think you've got the? Yes, let them take a shot. All right. Okay. Do you want me to go through the choice? Do you want me to do like how we should be doing it, or should? <laughs> or do you want to take a shot without me giving you the four choices? No, give me the choices. Okay, good. All right, that's a smart boy. <laughs> um, all right. Is it A. Nile Rogers, B. Bob uh, Rock, uh, C. Mick Jones, or D. Tom Rundgren? It's Mick Jones. Correct. Yeah. 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 All oh, right, you should have just let him say something. I wanted to bomb out question one. <laughs> yes. No, I, I I know I was reading the uh, the um what was it the history of Wildside? I think it was posted once on uh, a Metal Sludge article or something, and uh, they talked about uh, having Andy Johns produce them. Uh, this was later in fifty one fifty, and uh, mm-hmm. interesting stories. It's a good read if anyone's into deep okay. hair metal. Yeah, I, I, I figured one because I know Mark. Yeah, you kept bringing up the uh, the foreigner references. I'm like, okay, he's probably got to know. There's probably got to be a real connection you know, with that. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so that's one hey. for Mark. 
my first point, I think. <laughs> okay, uh, number three. Okay, which one of these was not one of the songs Sammy sang with the band the first time they jammed together? Uh, was it A, Summer Nights, B, Best of Both Worlds, or C, Good Enough? Okay, so Sammy jammed with two of those. Correct, yeah. I know one of them for sure. The other two, this is a tricky one, actually. I got it on. Also, I, I forgot about my horn. Let me get my horn out here. Yeah, you got to get that up. <laughs> As he pulls up Wikipedia. Get <laughs> <laughs> my horn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm right. just I'm just going to say I don't know. I have actually no clue. I'm going to say Summer Nights. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Oh, that, 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 that's, that's the one I knew for a fact was because I remember an uh, interview like Eddie saying that he had the instrumental for that and that and and Sammy just started randomly putting stuff down on that song. And he's like, where did this guy come from? Okay, so the Kevster is out. All right, yeah. That's all so, right. well, let me see if I, could, I, I, I can answer this try, You want to try, try, try taking a swing at it? Uh, something tells me that Best of Both Worlds was written a little later on in the process. So I'm going to go with that one. Uh, you are correct. Oh, boy. That was a guess. Oh. Okay. So you're uh, you didn't use your horn, so... Uh, oh, no, you're it's okay. right. That- Oh, that's oh, okay. I'm sorry. So we're, I, I'm sorry. I got... Are you guys requesting something? I have something oh, okay. here. Oh, where no, did I... this come from? <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry okay. guys, so I just dropped that. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So we got uh, uh, Kevin is out. Mark has one, and Alex is zero. Okay. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Mark and Alex. I, I, I didn't get a point for that one. Uh, yeah. How were we doing that? Were we? Uh, yeah. If... Yeah, he gets a point. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do one and one. All right. Um, all right, so we got a tie game here. All right, uh, true or false? Uh, hold on, let's get to let's get to go. Uh, what, what was no? Wow, <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Somebody get out of my head. <laughs> All right, uh, tr- uh, true or false? So there was brief talk by Geffen Records uh, label to call the band Van Hagar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Alex, beat you to it, and this is true. Yeah, you were right. True. Oh, okay. All right, he's one away from a uh, from uh, taking this again. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, all right, uh, where I don't want extras on him, but you know, <laughs> it's Van Halen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, true or false? This uh, was the second number one record for uh, the band after 1984. This stinks. I know this one. My horn isn't working. Not working. This is true. Did, didn't uh, this like? Did this? I don't sh- think so. No, that's wrong. Oh, is it? I don't think <laughs> I knew it, and I knew oh, it. Wait a minute. Didn't this record like shoot up and sell like a whole bunch? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, it was the. Uh, it wasn't the second number one record though. It was the first. Uh, he got 19- you. Yeah, 1984. Wow. Only- a little sneaky guy. A little sneaky guy. <laughs> okay, so Mark, right. I guess wins by default. I guess. Yeah, yeah, is that how right. we're doing it? I got one right, right? right. right. Yeah. Chris, I'll meet you in the back alleyway. All right. I'll meet you in the back alleyway after the episode. How about that? Let me go, let me go get my uh, my uh, my uh, Louisville slugger. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <laughs> All right, why don't, you, why don't you give me another one? Just 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 to make my proof that I just didn't. Okay. We want to do it where like nobody wins and nobody gets a free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to get my free buy or terminate for the first time. You're just going to have to. I, just I, just, I just want to prove that it's. Bad. I just okay. prove. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, uh, let's see what we got here. 
All right, uh, true or false? Uh, uh, Fred Over being sidelined in the studio by Mick Jones, as producer. Um, engineer Don Landy locked himself in the studio and threatened to burn what they had recorded for 5150. Sorry, could you repeat that question? <laughs> oh, never mind. I'll let Mark take it. I couldn't hear I'm, it, but... I'm, I'm going to go with a um, false... I feel like there's a trick in there. I feel like a lot of this was recorded at 5150. Uh, no, this is actually uh, true. He did. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Maybe I just got lucky. Whatever. Okay. All right. Did I'll I, do did it. I, okay. Did I, just, did I just win by default? That's not fair. No, no, no. You already lost. <laughs> Get out of here. Because this is getting silly. Okay. I'm going to throw one more in here. Let me see. Yeah. How about an opportunity uh, for Kevin to get back in? No, okay. I, I, okay. Go, I, go I, ahead. I, want, I want Mark to win one. I'm going to give it to Mark, even if uh, I win. Yeah, I'll give it to Mark too. All right, I'll uh, I'll throw one more uh, to Mark just because we're having so much fun. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Um, uh, okay. Uh, true or false? The record uh, 5150 had already sold like hotcakes by the time they played their first show with Sammy in Louisiana. Um, True. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> this is <laughs> we're gonna have to do it. Have a. Oh, is this, right guy? Or is this remark? I don't. Oh, I, I don't know. The, the answer's answer is true, but uh, technically it was false. The record head wasn't even out yet by the time they played their first show. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. All right, that's, that's it. That's yes. it. Warm, warm up the I'm gonna box. go grab my eating. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the record, all the, all, the only, uh, like, they only had a single out at the time, Why Can't This Be Love, but the record, actually, the first time they all played together in front of an audience, uh, the record uh, had, was still, um, yeah, it was still on the, uh, the back burner, but, That's uh, fascinating. Imagine yeah. being at that show. Uh, yeah, and they, according to Sammy, I guess it went off with a huge, yeah, where everybody loved it, uh, and even the newer songs, but, uh, but yeah, technically, they did not have, the, the 5150 record was not out at that time. Mm. Uh, so I guess, Mark, I guess we'll just, because of all that, I guess we'll just give it, yeah, you got the point. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Give me, give me right. one break. I want just Mark gonna... to have this. Because <laughs> he's such a, Alex is such a gentleman, yeah. yeah. Well, he said, he said this in 1984, her, or his record, so let's give it to him. Yeah, yeah, you're good, Mark. Take it. Thank you. Or you're fired. Hey, wow, that was that was a good, <laughs> that was much more. Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't an Alex takedown this time. This was much more interesting. I, I, that was my worst performance. I went in there all cocky and I nosedived on two of those. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think maybe I, I'm being treated like the special kid in class. Or <laughs> let him have a trip to the blackboard. <laughs> you know, let him pick first for once of the team. I, 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 I've tried to make these questions a little bit uh, more of trick questions. You had to make you think a little bit. So I like uh, that. But, I like okay. that though. It was yeah. a good one with the Louis. I had no idea that they had performed before. Yeah, that was something I forgot. Yeah, that was an interview. Um, yeah, uh, or that I or, or something I came across in a uh, Sammy interview with Rolling Stone. Yeah, where he said, yeah, they they, were, they had no record out. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but you can imagine, as soon as the record came out, it was yeah, it was the biggest album uh, up until that point. Sure. Uh, and went to all number right. one. I, yeah, I guess it was the first record. That went number one for all of those guys involved. Even Sammy had never, with any of his solo albums, had hit one number one. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Sure. So. All right, let's get into it. Love it or flush it. Um, and it is Mark, Alex, Kevin, Chris. Take it away, Alex. All right, let's start it off with the intro to Sammy Hagar, intro to Van Hagar. Good enough. We're going to go ahead and start off with Mark. What are your thoughts? Um, at, at the risk of sounding corny, it's good enough for me. I love it. I like it. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go with... You know, I had to step back there. Uh, <laughs> all right, what are the rules here? What are the rules here? So You have to flush one. And you and have, you to, have terminate to terminate one. It. Okay. And you have to buy one. Okay. Well, that's that's not a problem. Hmm. You know what? I, I think I'm going to go with a love on this one. I think I know where my flush is going to be. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with a love on this. Kev? Uh, I am also going to go with a love on this. Okay. And Chris? Yeah. I got to... Yeah, I got to go with the love on this one. Yeah, just because of the yeah that riff is enough of the classic Van Halen, and I I got to read just this one lyrical line that just kind of yeah, makes me laugh in all the right ways. Yeah, you got any specials here tonight? Me and the fellows might be interested. What's that? What rack of what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <you can>. right. <laughs> I never listened yeah. to that before, but interesting. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's just it's just a whole barrel of fun there. Yeah, so yeah, I love it. Yeah, and Chris is the risky one here because we know that you're already a six or whatever on this album. So yeah, yeah, this should be interesting. Low, low, lower in his catalog, but okay. All right, well let's let's move on to track two with the first single. Why can't this be love, Mark? Terminate. Terminate. Wow. Holy boy. Okay. I I uh, it's corny. I don't know. I, I, I kind of hinted you at think it a little this bit. This is corny. It's yeah. <laughs> compared to <laughs> compared to the other. I think we're all gonna be in the alley with bats after this. Beanie Why can't this be love versus love? Love walks in. It's a wuss fight. A wuss fight. No, I can't. This be love. Love walks in. Slap that here. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know, out of the love ballads, it's definitely the weakest. And if the love ballads are the weaker part of Van Hagar, then this is definitely the Terminate. Okay. All right. That's fair. I, I, I'm not going to go that far. I will agree, though, with out of the love ballads on the record, this is the weakest, I will say. But I don't know if I'll go as far as the Terminate. So I'm going to give it a love. Kev? Ooh. You know, it's tough because obviously I rated this album so highly, but I got to flush something and I got to terminate something. Oh, no. <laughs> I, it's hard. Like, what, what am I going to do? So I, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so hard because honestly, I listen to the song and I sing along with the song. But when you gotta flush something out of what I think is a 9.5 out of 10 album, some's gotta get the cut. And yeah. like you said, there's other ballads on the on the album, so yeah. Uh, that that's fair, All right, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a little bit of the love, even though I'm not really a fan of the warbly guitar riff. Uh, but it has more. It's of all of the ballads on the record, this has more of the guitar uh, that I uh, that I guess yeah, that I look for. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, this and it's. Enough here where I uh, and again it's one of those earworm songs yeah that you just can't uh, yeah you can't uh, you can't Chris, deny it so yeah. you're gonna make me faint during this album discussion because I thought for sure this is a flush I was about to push the button no I'm I'm saving uh, my flush for something later you, you, you if, if if I'm if I'm keeping this one you should be able to guess what I'm what I'm what I'm uh, what I'm 
Yeah, jamming oh, down the toilet. Yeah. yeah, I think we know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's 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 let the suspense build up, and we'll and we'll wait till we get there. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's move on, then we'll move into track three, the Rager. Get up, Mark. Uh, I love it. Um, I even with my extra buy, I think this album is so strong for me. I maybe would have bought this on uh, another record, but um, yeah, I think as you guys talked me a little bit out of it with the chorus being or the lyrical content being a little bit weaker and uh, make it work being a little corny. Um, I mean, that's just a killer solo section and pre-solo. Can't deny that, but just a love for me. Okay. All right, boys. Well, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and flush this one. What? Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and flush this one. I know it's wild. It's it's wild to think about, but honestly, I think everything else minus one other strong song is stronger than this. I personally love the love ballads on this song. Call call, call it what you will, but I don't know. This just it's so weird to think about because I go back to uh, women and children first, and it's it's very much like a loss of control where mm-hmm. I feel like it's them just kind of flexing like how fast and how right. technical they can play. And yeah, that's really cool. But just something about the vocals kind of ruined the song for me. Like, I, I love the music. It's it's very impressive, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's not as strong as the other songs. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and flesh this one. Yeah, Kev. Oh, I, I didn't think there's a way that I could flush this one. Uh, it brings too much energy to this album. I think if you were to get rid of it, it would be severely lacking in ways that, right? You know, you you wouldn't realize. Yeah, but yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna love this one. Uh, high energy, and I don't mind the chorus vocals at all, and especially those ending okay. vocals, studio trickery or not, I don't know, but that they're great. I, I'd sw- I'd swap. I want some action for this, honestly. Oh. So we're it, just going to leave. Know. So we're leaving yeah, Inside but, Under. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Say, 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 saying Inside had to be kept on the record to end it. I, I think I want some action is better than Get Up. I, th- I think Get Up is the weakest of the deep cuts on the record. So that's but just where I'm it. at. You I'll save my with what you got. That's true. All right. And then Chris, how yeah, are we wrapping I, uh, this one up? Again, yeah, I just for Alex's drumming, I, I got to give it the love. But uh, this was a close kind of flush for me until Mark kind of talked about focusing more on the musical composition versus kind of the whole piece more for or the, or the instrumentation. And that kind of made me think a little bit more positively about it. So I, I, I got to give it the love. Okay. Here's a fascinating point. Chris, you talked me out of a buy on this song and I talked you out of a flush. Hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's funny how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. All That's right, how we well. do this. All right, well, let's move on to track four, Dreams, Mark. Uh, I'm almost looking for advice. I wish I weren't first better, with this. better goddamn buy this, or I'm going <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, to... How comes the Louisville slug? I'll bring a Ruger. I'll bring a bat to a gunfight. Jesus. I mean, it's. I got an extra buy... It's just an incredible song. It's magic. Um, I don't know. Like, I always want to hear what you guys think of it first. Of this. And it's it's just, great. What is, what's there to talk about? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Stop. It's not the best thing I've it. ever heard. I'm not going to buy it. I love it. I just love it. You're going to buy it. All right. just going to love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll go ahead and, and say the same. And 
I don't know if I'd go as it's tough. I I wouldn't go as far to buy it, but this is definitely the strongest of the love ballads in in my opinion. Yeah, it's so magical. The the ending guitar tapping solo is is one of my my two warm blankets on the record. I think I would say, and I think I think it's fantastic. It's it's the first song that really got me into the band. Maybe outside of the jump intro synth but it, it, i really think it was this one if my memory serves correct so yeah this is an easy love for me kev same here uh the magic at it's throughout the whole track just every second of it brings it so yeah easy love for me not quite a buy though all right chris uh i'm buying this yeah i can't not buy yeah just uh, and again this is probably one of the songs yeah that got me into the band all those years ago uh and it's just it has everything i love about all of the different musical styles i love it's got the keyboard and the electronic edge uh it's got the the driving vocals and just the production here serves the song and doesn't kind of overpower it yeah uh and yeah it just it it's the one one of the few points uh during this era where they kind of hit all the marks so yeah i'm, I'm buying it awesome good call all somebody right. buy it yeah. All right. Hey, I mean, that's absolutely valid. Uh, it, it's yeah. a strong contender for that. All right. Well, let's wrap it up with final track of side one and Summer Nights. Mark. Love it. Um, I mean, it, it's it's not my favorite song on. I mean, I would probably say it's on the back half of this album for me. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's a little too on the nose with what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's way too good to flush. So love for me. OK. And yeah, I'm going to say the same. I mean, this is. This and, and one other song are, are my is you know favorite deep cut on the record. I think this is a fantastic song. Really paints a a mood and almost like like Chris said, it's almost like the beautiful girls. It sort of captures sort of the Dave era into the Sammy yeah. era here. So yeah, this is an easy love for me. Kev? Right. Ring up the cash register. Oh boy! Oh, wow. Fair. Oh, I was close. I was very close. <laughs> I was expecting that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're talking about the summer song on the Ultimate Summer album. Uh, it's a rocker, you know, on this album, but it also brings the sensibility and the melody that Sammy brings. So I think it encapsulates encapsulates this album pretty well and deserves to go on the playlist. Would you All say right. it's the best of both worlds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm just get, I'm giving static to that. <laughs> All right, Chris, where are you? Uh, no, I love this too. Yeah, this was even again. This is a very kind of a little bit. It's got a little bit of that cold and calculated element to it, where it, yeah, it, where the melody, it just, it makes you. Yeah, I mean, if if this doesn't put a smile on your face, I mean, you, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe a little too much, but you can't argue the, yeah, the summer cinematic portrait that it play uh, that it portrays. I mean, and you, I think on every. I think that's just something Fanny Helen has to do. You have to you expect that every once in a while because that be kind of I mean they're they're pretty much this definitive summer beach rock band. And even though this is a new era, yeah, you need you still need to yeah, just just to remind you that they're still there and that they're still yeah promoting that uh, that uh, that that uh, part of life. So yeah, I love it. Okay, awesome. Let's move on to side two here. Uh, opening track, both best of both worlds. Mark, what are your thoughts? Flush it. Flush! Flush. Pull uh, uh, the handle. Oh. <laughs> I, I, um, get up with Flush's best. Just go watch live without him now. I yeah. just, maybe I should, but I can't 
take the chorus of this song. I don't like the way the melody just kind of maps across the downbeats. Just best of both world. It just sounds like drunken karaoke to me. I don't know why yeah, that's, that's kind well, of the that's, image. Yeah, that's what makes it so great. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. That's just the image I get in my head. It's just a, kind of like a okay. Long Island karaoke bar with somebody just belting out off tempo this chorus i don't know like i it just it, it's a decent song but um it's really never been my favorite on the album and honestly i i when i listened to this uh this album in review i kind of i don't know for some reason i thought it maybe was ou812 material um and that's not a compliment so i don't know like oh. <laughs> like, I, like I, it's not oh. an insult but it just kind of feels like it fits a little bit more as a later you know like it just maybe the magic isn't quite as much there as it is in other songs like not saying it is there i know some of you guys are going to question that given the songs remaining but um you know got a flush one so this one is it for me okay fair well i will be kinder to this one this is this is definitely a love for me this was a childhood favorite one of my favorites on the record like i said the 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 breakdown section is great and the last final chorus when it kind of beefs up is just super catchy and and i think it's my second warm blanket on the record so yeah this is this is an easy love for me so kev oh yeah absolutely easy love for me huge fan of the live version which you will not hear me say too often and mm-hmm. a great fan of just playing this one on guitar sure yeah, okay it's, chris it's, yeah it's just a classic i mean yeah from the simple riff to the uh yeah, what did i say about the uh the chorus again is just great. I mean, it makes you just want to throw your arm around the gang and just kind of, I guess maybe you go know, back to what, back, back to Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. The other guys, you have people that are more, three of us. <laughs> have a, yeah, people that have a bigger love of life, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I All right. It's getting personal now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I didn't know that love it or flush it was gonna turn into an insult section <laughs> <That's> <laughs> fight, up yeah. on my comebacks next yeah. time uh, you, you but, two live closest to each other too yeah, i wonder yeah. i was, tell me what alley you're meeting in after right. this. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. shores of the fox river that's where we're gonna be <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, fox river yeah wake up tomorrow i see donuts in my front yard in my backyard yeah somehow <laughs> yes. yeah oh god um and uh oh, i see your window uh, <laughs> god, yeah like a high schooler um <laughs> But uh, and the uh, what yeah what was the term that I used yeah the warm blanket uh, versus yeah I just yeah I can't I can't kill this one I gotta I gotta give it the love. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's move on to the final love ballad of the record. Love walks in. Mark, your thoughts. Um. Well, since that you guys probably figure that I'm not going to buy inside, or you'll probably kick me off the show. <laughs> 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 and I have two bodies. The producer gets kicked off the show. Yeah, be very careful how you proceed here. Yeah, yeah it's like that Beavis and Butthead when they're watching um, Can't Stop Loving You. And they say, when did they kick Van Halen out of Van Halen? <laughs> how did they fire Van Halen? Where's Eddie? Um, yeah, you can't fire the producer, I guess. But um, I'm going to buy Love Walks In. Wow, awesome. Okay. That might be a bit of an emotional decision. But, you know, I want to showcase the band can do total, total yeah. radio rock. They can do, um, you know, I've got all kinds of burners on my playlist and I would like to show somebody if I were introducing somebody to the band or really, it's not about introducing somebody to the band with these playlists. It's really introducing them to the depth of the band. I think everyone knows Van Halen at this point, but to really showcase what this band can do, how lyrical they can get musically, how much Sammy can bring it. I think that this is a great candidate for that. And I know I just said, this is a personal decision for me because i listened to the song so much when i first discovered this band so 
you know, yeah, it's a buy from me. I, I, I can't let anybody talk me out of that. That's definitely something I have to do. Okay, awesome. I, I, I totally back that. I won't go as far as to buy it, but this is my second favorite ballad on the record behind Dreams. Uh, you know, a favorite in, in my household whenever I put on any Van Halen, uh, I'll, I'll go to this record for Dad, and this is like his favorite. So I always think of that, and there's good memories behind it. And like, yeah, like you said, it's they can get into this this love kind of ballad territory that, you know, maybe White Snake and, and uh, a winger kind of carried after them. But I don't know. I won't say they were the first ones to do it. Definitely not. But I think they do it so well. And I think Sammy really shines here. This is a big one for him. So I'm going to go with a love on this one, Kev. I am also going to go with a love on this track um, for pretty much the reasons both of you stated. But also uh, shout out to Alex's snare being one of the favorites yeah, I've ever yeah. heard on this. It's sure. it, that long reverb on this track mm-hmm. is just glorious. That pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here, here's the moment that we've all been waiting for. Here it is. What is what is Chris going to say? It's gonna be just buy. It's gonna <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Before you before you say it, Chris. Um, for somebody that was all down on this record, for someone who was six out of ten, yeah, he's been chiming loved, in a lot. You have loved or bought every song yeah, well, so far. Well, so some of these, some of these, I've had to love because I was because uh, I was leading up to my uh, uh, yeah to my flesh and my terminate. Um, I appreciate them for what they I mean from a musical perspective. I'm just talking within the context of Van Halen. Yeah, love walks in. I'm gonna flush it. Um, just it's too. Again, if. It, if anybody else, like I said, if Richard Marks would have done it, I probably would have given it the love right now. I just, yeah, I have a hard time listening to it. Um, it's like, yeah, it's got that earworm. Bulk. And I'll admit, I've, hum- I've hummed it more than a few times. Uh, but I, yeah, I, yeah, it's just too, uh, it's, yeah, the sappiness uh, meter kind of blows up right here for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, from the from the vocals to the, the chorus, I just, every time I hear, I just kind of laugh to laugh to myself. And the intro... Yeah, there are, as far as synths that I don't like, and uh, yeah, it, that intro synth just, again, it makes me think of just a cheesy 80s, like, ending to a movie. I just, I can't, uh, uh, yeah, I just can't totally jump on board with it. So, yeah, so that's my, uh, so, so that's my final answer, yeah, to flush yeah, it. You're, you're well, ruining that's... my high school memories. Okay, well. <laughs> that's un- cheesy okay, 80s well. high school visions. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. One, hey, but one, one day he'll learn. So, okay, well, let's move on <laughs> no, no. to the final. We'll move yeah, on to the final track on the record, and that is Inside, which is going to be Chris's buy for the record. Oh, wait, 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 What happened to the title track? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm way off here. Shows you where I'm at. All right, well, I might have had I a thought you were going to. I might have had a beverage or two before the show. Anyway, <laughs> let's get let's get to the title track of the record. Mark, your thoughts. Uh, that's uh, my other buy. I don't think I need to explain why. I think it's yep. just clear as day. Yep, that's going to be my buy as well. I, I think it's arguably one of the best Van Hager deep, deep cuts there is. My favorite, probably Eddie Riff. So, yeah, easy. Kev? Yeah, if I had another buy, I would have used it here. It is my Stock is Rising song. And, yeah, we talked about this a lot during the track by track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chris, yes, your thoughts? Yes, yeah, same here. I wish I had another buy because, yeah, this is like what what Mark said. I mean, there's nothing much to explain. I mean, it's just a musical journey song with you know very innovative, innovative riffs and solos. And, yeah, the vocals are just great on here. 
Um, but uh, all I can give it is love, and that's what I'm going to do. You know what, what I what I thought here? I, I just kind of came across this comparison, and I don't know if you guys will agree here, but looking back at a record before this, 1984, in the same slot, second to last, as Girl Gone Bad, any similarities here? I feel yeah, like... I, I, I have that like in my I, note. I had that in my notes actually for this song. Yeah, this one's like uh, it's the girl gone bad of the record. Yeah, and we all we all yeah, like that one too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, because it's got the it's not just traditional rock riffs. I mean, it's got a lot of stuff going on in it uh, that you wouldn't expect in a yeah uh, in a poppy song. And I mean, that was yeah when Eddie did it. I mean, that was one of his strengths yeah, when he really kind of pushed uh, flexed those muscles. Yeah, were those unique kind of unconventional rock riffs and pop songs. One thing so, that I'll say there on that point that. Um, 5150 is much more of an Eddie showcase piece. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Girl Gone Bad is a still more of a band piece, despite right. the complexity of it. I do think Girl Gone Bad is the 5150 of 1984 for sure, though. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, like what I stated earlier, I mean, that weird little thrashy part um, kind of at the, about a minute yeah, and a half. Yeah. And, yeah, and then the uh, the solo with the riff underneath is just, again, it's got that. It does it does make you think of Girls Gone Bad. It's that very progressive rock uh riff that i think again makes it yeah much much cooler listen yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right are we ready to carpet bomb this thing oh yeah <laughs> I, th- I think i think it's pretty much a given at this point uh, let's, let's czar bomba this yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so alex i thought you were being insulting actually i thought when you said let's get to the last track of this album 5150 that you're just gonna you're just gonna like, erase it from existence you're even gonna bring it up but you know oh. what I, i'm gonna have to uh love this song Oh, Wait, okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not getting carpet bomb. Somebody's saving yeah, this one. Yeah, this this. I, I just feel like I just maybe I feel sorry for the song. <laughs> You're maybe, the one who deleted it from my existence. <laughs> my whole I, I, my whole 15 years of Mark, knowing this Mark, album was deleted. Mark's, Mark's stock is rising. Track inside. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. It's just more my pity love. More than, like. <laughs> It's like this withered yeah. thing. It's like a cross between like a possum and a and a dead spider. No, and, no, uh, no. Mark's <laughs> trying to get us a bind into this penny stock. And I just and, and an orphan. <laughs> it's like an orphaned possum. That's that's so dirty. <laughs> just like just help me out with some love here. <laughs> got to give it a little bit of love. Where is this analogy coming from? This is Mark's odd comparisons. Cue a Jim it's, Gillette. It's like, like a really, one-eyed possum. Love. It's like you you you're giving this the love, but you killed best of both worlds. Cue that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we'll do, we'll just say Mark's finger slipped on that. One. <laughs> oh boy. Too good of an album for two flushes, and I just. There's some cool parts to it. Oh, yeah, wait till you hear my best 30 seconds of the album. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it's the last 30 seconds of Inside. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be, what's this crap or whatever he says. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my 30-second highlight. <laughs> I, I try to convince us of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, save this. Uh, well, save this I, yeah, I, I'm not going to be saving it. This one's out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep your, I, I'm going to steal one from Mark. Get your experiments off my vinyl. Please. Whereas I want, right. I want some action. Throw it in its slot. All right, get. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go. Further it again. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on. Keep, keep it rolling. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, like I pretty much started out my note with, uh, yeah, nothing much to say. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> kill it. Yeah, kill it, yeah. We got triple terminates. It's our first triple yeah, it's terminate. Just, it's, it's too odd. It's too novelty, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't work like it has on uh, a lot of the Dave records, where yeah, where you've got Dave's sense of humor in coming into these goofy little novelty songs. Yeah, so yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of a weird experiment that doesn't work in any context. So <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Right. Fair enough. Look, the door hits you on the way out. Bombs <laughs> are away, people. Yeah. Look, I feel bad for it's like feeling bad for. Oh, you have to edit this out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. Another yeah, Mark's non-PC moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Save you the editing right. time. The best. All right. Here's a You're little. Here, uh, wrapping up the uh, track by or the the love it or flush it, I just came across a little something here. Okay. A little, a little. I don't know if this is a trivia or a fun fact or or what, but if, if you remember back to episode one, where we were talking about you really got me, and how Eddie showed their version to the drummer of the band Angel. Was that right? Did I have that right? Yeah, that was, yeah, you really, yeah, I mean, right, 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 yeah, 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 on the first time. All right, all right, well, 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 Googling Live Without a Net, there's a 1980 album called Live Without a Net, 1980, six years before, by a band called Angel. Interesting. Mm. wonder if uh, there was any inspiration there. Yeah, I don't know, hopefully it doesn't turn into like a... uh, well, I guess well, Van Halen became bigger anyway, so it doesn't uh, yeah, like with Led Zeppelin and Stairway with Spirit, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, years mm-hmm. later, yeah, somebody well, going after another band, yeah. There's also a Gene yeah. Simmons connection within there too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he was I mean, the one Van Halen and yeah. Angel, right? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I think Kiss was on Casablanca Records as well, so okay, I guess I see that. All right, well, yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap it up with Love It or Flush It. Yeah, okay. it's a fun one. So okay, now we got to get to our best thirty seconds here and. I know I've led this off a couple of times with my, uh, um, you know, my suggestions. So I just want to throw it out to you guys. Anybody have any suggestions of what they'd want to submit? Yes, I do. Actually, okay, I I do too. But go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I actually have it written here. Um, Yeah, just the last like thirty. 35 seconds of, uh, of, ju- or, uh, of, uh, not jump or my brain, uh, of, uh, dreams. Yeah. Just, okay, I love that. All right. Yeah. Just where it goes. Yeah. Where you've got the main, like last kind of bombast kind of, uh, and then it kind of fades out with the, with the synth. I just, I've always loved that. I'd say I probably think, around three yeah. thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Kevin, you queued up. Okay. I can do it. As long as that tapping is in there, I think I can agree with that. Yeah.
Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Are was you? gonna, I was gonna play something else. Um, I think it was more from than thirty s- seconds, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. but it's a little know, bit. It's yeah, too good. It's too I was good, gonna though. play something uh, <laughs> from Summer Nights, just uh, you know, mm-hmm. make my argument that it was a, you know, Kevin, to your point, that it's a summer album and a summer band and a summer song. Um, I don't know. That might just be too good. You might have just uh, gotten back back me off with that because you know I think that listening to this again and we kind of were hinting at this this that excerpt specifically there really shows that Van Halen as a band has it all. And I think of like a character in a movie like uh you know Chrissy talked the John Hughes movie or whatever. I'm talking about the character like you know he or she is good looking. They're talented. They, you know, uh, they're rich, they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're nice. Like, you know, like they just, they, they have it all, you know? And that's, I think that's the character of this band at this point is they had it all. They had the, the backup vocals, the, the professional posh singer, they had the guitarist that could bring the pyrotechnics, they had the songwriting and they had the drummer who could, uh, uh you know, take those electric drums and really do in- the interesting things with them. So I don't think there's a more perfect moment than that. Yeah, I you know, I is this is this unanimous? Because that was going to be my moment too. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, the only other thing I could argue, just for my personal sake, is maybe, you know, the opening thirty seconds of fifty one fifty, just because that riff is so perfect to me. But if you're really thinking about encapsulating maybe the whole vibe of the record, it's got a summery feel to it. It's epic. It shows off Sammy's vocals. Oh yeah. It it shows off the ballads that they were, right. you know getting on in this record so yeah, i think it really it caps yeah, encapsulates right. everything it, it shows yeah that they were going to be okay yeah without dave yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that they could that they could bring something that was just as yeah as big as anything uh, yeah in a different yeah. way too right exactly yeah, not that i i mean i yeah i kind of lean more towards the dave era but yeah but they showed here that they could still kind of like okay we're not yeah we're not done yeah we were, we're this may be different but it's still got the muscle yeah. I hate to say that, but I uh, say this, but I I almost feel like this is peak Van Halen. You know, they they made a lot of great stuff after this, but like yeah. if you if you're looking at a stock chart, where where's the high? Where's where's the, the oh, yeah. high of the entire thing? It, it almost has to be yeah, like was, those 30 45 seconds at the end. Right. Oh, they would never reach that yeah. high again. I I I I'm close. I still say 5150 is peak Van Halen. And that's this the high I, no, water I, mark. Yeah, I can definitely see your argument just yeah, because I'm, it's a little bit more guitar focused. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to hold firm on my position. Yeah. Yeah. As much that's as I love fifty one fifty, but I just when I think of this record in this era of say I just think of that last part where it just again it's that it's sitting inside the speaker and just letting it fill you up. <laughs> be, mm-hmm. be the speaker. Be the speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Be the speaker. Yeah, not just be in there. Yeah, be uh, where you become. Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, you. You go to a higher plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of, speak, of, of speakerness. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, any final thoughts on this discussion or Elm? No, I mean, no, I would absolutely agree that that's my my favorite thirty seconds of the record, and and yeah, just listening to it again today. I mean, it's so strong. I mean, there's it's really hard to kind of get rid of anything on this. Like, I know I had a, a a flush and terminate. I think the terminate was a little bit more obvious. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it's so strong. There's so many great hits on it. The deep cuts are good. It's not super long. Uh, and yeah, I mean, what an introduction with a new singer in the band. Just it's selling super well. And and like Chris mentioned, like you know, the first Hagar show is was pretty unanimously positive like there's yeah. i remember without hearing a record, like, yeah <laughs> without a record like people really can you imagine you know, anybody else doing that yeah, yeah. and like there, there was, there <laughs> was like band. 
there was like posters and stuff at the first show with like signs that said Dave who I've heard <laughs> stories of and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a really special record for me and it's, it's way up there. I mean, it, 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 you guys kind of maybe made it jump up a little higher. Cause I, at the, at the beginning of the show, I said, it's not my favorite Van Hagar record. And I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people, which, which with what mine is, but it, it's tough. I mean, this is super class. It's great. It's just, it's, it's an album of magical moments. Yes. And, yeah. and it's an album of summer nostalgia. I mean, there's so many things that hit so well on this record. And I know we just keep, you know, the four of us are just kind of saying uh, the same thing over and over in terms of just how much we love this album. But, um, you know, it, it's, you know, if, if it's an interesting thought to to say, what if the band ended here? Wow. And, and never did anything else. I don't know. They'd still have they a just hell did, of a... And they yeah. just did one album with Sam. I'm not saying there aren't good albums to follow. And obviously, stay tuned if you want to hear our thoughts on those. Right, please do. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Uh, like it, it just almost uh, the perfect swan song. Like we proved it. We proved that it wasn't right. Dave. It was me. And we can release a killer album that sells a ton of money, a ton of records, do a show that everyone loves. You know, they were all well received. And that's that's we'll call it a day. We'll just end it. Our right. peak. I, mean, I yeah, I, I do kind of agree with that. I mean, this like like I said in my opening statements, yeah, that they, from this point on, they became a band of of great moments, but not great full visions. Uh, where again, where it's like a typical pop band where you have these three or four incredibly well-crafted songs. And then you have like this other, like maybe four or five others that you just have just there, which are, maybe they might be fun, but they're not, they, they're not ones that necessarily stick with you. Like the other, like those big, like those more iconic songs. Uh, I know sometimes that hurts the band. Luckily it didn't for them. I mean, even well into the grunge era, I mean, they were still selling three, 4 million copies. Yeah. I mean, I think balance was still a number one record in 95. Yeah, yeah, so which we'll get which we'll get to later, but uh, uh, but yeah, it wasn't the they they weren't really the album band anymore after this. And here you could even see you could even argue that this again is more probably a lot more moments than some of the other records we have. This isn't uh, kind of the the full like record experience like you have on at least. And again, this is just my opinion, like you do on some of the earlier records where you can kind of find something to appreciate across the whole. And again, like a lot of the other with the deep cuts on this record that where I gave positive reviews, it was more just because I, 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 I had to kind of throw out some more loves. Yeah. Because I mm-hmm. only have one terminate and one flush. So not that I don't like those, some of those deeper cuts. It's just, I, I mean, I, I appreciate them for their funness and their summer vibe, but I mean, I don't necessarily go to songs. I mean, like, like summer nights and good enough. I mean, I, sure. I, I listen to them. I go, yeah, that's kind of fun, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, there, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me in that real deep musical part of me. So Kevin, Alex, as a final thought, would you terminate the rest of their career? Would that improve the band's overall discography standing if they ended at fifty-one fifty? I don't. That no. is tough. I, I could see where people would agree with that, um, but. I don't know, man. There were some huge hits that they had. Yeah, maybe, I, can, maybe, I can't. Maybe, maybe not so much on the net, next record, but the record after that, that was pretty landmark for them. And if they would have never done that stuff with Sandy, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so Yeah, two of my favorite songs are on the uh, the F-U-C-K record. I can't, yeah, that's why. But again, those are, like you said, you start getting where tapers more and more off. Yeah, where it's like, okay, you've got two great songs and the rest of it's like, uh, okay. Sure. Kevin? Uh, 
I, I don't think so. Uh, I almost feel like that would be more controversial. Could you imagine everybody just wanting more? Like, what if they had done more albums? Yeah. Then, I mean, and, maybe and, more, it's like people think about The Doors or Jimi Hendrix. Like, what if there were more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's kind of different cases in, in those cases. Right, but, I know um, they died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that's but the thing, it, yeah, yeah. I think you would have been getting rid of a lot of my favorite Van Halen songs at the right. same time. So I, I don't know. It's tough. yeah. There's there's a lot on the next two records. There's a lot. Uh, there's some great moments that I don't. I can't imagine those songs not being a part of the discography. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I don't want to say this in a a negative way or anything, but I mean the let's just say it. Let me put it this way. Like the health of the band seemed to deteriorate, maybe after. Oh yeah. This. I'm, I'm talking about like at an individual level, like you know, not Michael, not Sammy, but you know, right. <laughs> uh, you can deduce who you know um, yeah. that maybe if they had called it a day here and just kind of went out on top, retired, right. it might have uh, kind of you know I, I, would have ended up with um, how many say I or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. So. <laughs> oh boy. That's where we're heading. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone uh, looking forward to the back half of the Van Halen career. And uh, so, yeah, everyone stay safe, stay hungry. And on the other side, we'll be talking OU812. Oh,